This is Southern Hostility. I'm Steven. And I'm Nicholas. Welcome back. This is episode six, I believe. Yeah, Are we at six? six? Wow. I think we're at six. Time flies when you're having fun. And I can't I, I can't believe uh we've made it this far, right? It's yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, this is six. If you include the emergency episode. So um welcome everybody to episode six of Southern Hostility. We hope today to talk about um maybe a little college football, maybe a little NFL, um, talk some NFL playoffs, a lot of NFL playoffs, some coaches, uh, the coach movement, the coach carousel, as you will, and then we'll try to get into some NHL and some NBA to round out the night. And um we, we should we should be good to go. It is uh, January twenty-fifth. It's about uh, 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central. Um, it's 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. So uh, if a news story breaks after us, it's not our fault. Um, so let's get into it. So how was, how was your past week, Nick? How's everything been going with you? Uh, well, it was actually my birthday yesterday. Happy uh, birthday. So turning 28. The crawl to death continues. Um, I went out for some wings and beer. Uh, went to my local Mexican restaurant. They have a wing special. They have pretty good wings, surprisingly. Um, and that was pretty much it. You know, when your birthday's on a Wednesday, not really gonna go too hard, but I'm definitely celebrating this weekend. That's for sure. I hope so, man. Cheers yeah. to 20. Cheer, cheers to 28, man. Amen. Uh, before I know it, I'm going to be 29 soon. I think I'm going to be 29 in June. Jeez. So think I know I just I want to you know just maybe think it maybe it won't happen right right I'm I'm 25 still to be honest <laughs> I want I want to still be 21 I still want to be in college you know yeah um so anyone listening um happy birthday to Nick and I want to remind everyone listening to go follow us on X uh, so hostility at so hostility it's official Southern Hostility podcast X account. X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. So go in there and follow. We got a bunch of stuff going. We try to, you know, make some posts during uh during the games. Um uh, right now we have a, a series going of um our favorite teams. So this week was uh Nick's spotlight. So it's listed his teams on there. Uh next week will be mine. Um we also try to go and like when we're watching the games or if any of our teams have anything going, uh we try to keep something going on our X account. So follow us. Like I said, again, SO Hostility, uh, our official X account. So tune into that. Um, and we get some big news coming out as we get through the pod. There'll be some stuff that's going to happen on that X account that we're excited for. So please, please follow us on X. Now, Nick. Yes. I was texting you last Friday. You know, it was, yep. it was a, uh, I was like, a fr- you know, got home from work. You know, I got a pizza with the wife. We decided to have a date night. So, you know, we're splitting a bottle of wine. You know, we got the uh, 2013 um, Alabama National Championship game going on in the background. You know, yes, we always keep it going. That's a real romantic Jeez. night right there. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, but we're having like a nice, nice romantic evening, having a pizza, having some wine. We're talking, um, you know, to everyone's surprise, it was sports free. Um, but... As I'm sitting there, my phone starts going off the hook, starts buzzing and crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. My wife and I, we're just going to wait. 
And then it got to the point where I'm like, I got to check my phone. I look down. Caleb Downs goes to Ohio State. And I realized, I think, you know, to lose a player like that, it sucks. But it got, it got me thinking, right? And maybe it was the wine talking or maybe it was just me having a thought here. I got thinking, what is a fan? What's the definition? What what exactly is a fan? Um, well, I would say that you are pretty much just rooting for one team to win, one specific team. You're saying, I want that team to win, and I'm going to attach my emotions to their win-loss record. So the way Wikipedia defines a fan, okay, a fan is short for fanatic, can sometimes also be included with aficionado and enthusiasts, and is a person who exhibits strong interest or an admiration for something or somebody such as a celebrity, a sport, a sports team, a genre, a politician, a book, a movie, a video game, or an entertainer. And then it continues to say, collectively, the fans of a particular object or person constitute its fan base or fandom. And they may show their enthusiasm in a variety of ways, yada, yada, yada. That's the definition of a fan. Now I got thinking, right? What exactly makes the... So say, what makes anything, we'll use our teams, for example. What makes the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons, what what makes them different? They play the same sport. They have a roster mm-hmm. filled with players that are overpaid. Mm-hmm. They, not hardly any of them are from the area, really. Usually they're not. Usually from they're from out of state. They come from other locations. I was looking at a map. Mostly NFL talent comes from either California, Texas, Florida. Right? So they're usually not from the area. Right? And they play the same sport. At the end of the day, they play the same sport. Right. And they switch teams all the time, too. So one guy could win in one city and then go win in another. So the only thing that makes each team unique is the uniform in the city they play in. Right. Yep. So why? So my next question is, is what makes a person a fan of a particular team? Right. Like, why? Why is one considered a fan? And then why are. And then why do people care when they jump so bad? Like, think about fans of other things, like for music, for example. One person could be an Eminem fan, but they could also like Machine Gun Kelly. They got a beef. You consider them rivals. But people listen to both their musics. It's possible. You get the same thing with rock bands. There's not You could listen to two of them. You could be a fan of two different bands. But no one says anything. It's different. So it seems like every different area where there's fans, it's a different. there's a different rule by it. Because like in yeah. sports, it's a div- in sports it's a divided line, right? It's this is my team, that's it. I don't like anybody else, or I might have a other team I kind of you know show favoritism towards, but this is my team. I like, think it's most of the time it's like the region. There's a regionality to it, like, um, like the state of New York, for example. There's three football teams, right? Got the Giants. I mean, there's technically one in the state of New York and then two are in New Jersey, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it says New York. You look at the jerseys, New York Giants, New York Jets, Buffalo Bills. And you know the type of person, right, based on who they're rooting for. You know what a Bills fan is like. He's a crazy lunatic. He's going to jump off of a van onto a plastic table that's on fire and into the five feet of snow. And then Jets fans and Giants fans are eternally depressed. Um, 
but the Giants fans are just a little bit happier because they have those two Super Bowls over Tom Brady, right? So there's some some regionality to it. I mean, I don't know why you chose the Cowboys. You got suckered into it by your dad, right? Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. I mean, you probably have regions, right? And then you have people that are glory hunting, right? That are yep. going to looking for wins all the time. And then you get some that probably just want to be different, I guess. It's a way to be your own person. So I see that. I mean, there's different reasons why different people like different teams. I mean, I just think I just think it's interesting how that occurs. Because you could get two people that grow up on the same street, have a very similar upbringing, and like completely different teams. Right? Mm -hmm. You could be in the You're same right. city where it has, for example, if you look at European soccer, you look at the city of London, they got a million teams. You grow up on mm -hmm. one block, you like Chelsea. You grow up on the next block, you like West Ham. But at the end of the day, they're playing the same sport. And at the end of the day, you're a fan of that sport. And whether your team's in it or not, you're going to most likely watch. The people who say, oh, I'm not watching the Super Bowl this year, that's a lie. If you're a football fan at the end of the day, you're most likely watching the Super Bowl, whether your team's in it or not. Do you care as much? No. But, you know, I was talking with a guy at work this week, and he was saying he's a huge Bills fan, massive Bills fan. And he was, like, absolutely super upset about the outcome of that game this past weekend. And we'll get into that game for sure. But he was super upset. And he says to me, and he goes, you know, I get so upset. It absolutely ruined my weekend. It ruined my week. But if I drop dead tomorrow, not one person from the team is going to go to my funeral. Not one person's even going to care. They're yeah. not even going to notice. Mm -hmm. So you love something that much, but they don't even know you're there. That's another thing. I mean, people absolutely love their teams. And, like, we both we both like our teams and we both show bias towards them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. But what's crazy is, is when you think about it at its core, right, people absolutely love them. But a lot of times it doesn't show them any love back. It just costs mm -hmm. them money, heartache, maybe shortens their lives. But for some reason we love it, right? And I posed the same question to a um, buddy and I asked him, he was like, you know, it's a man's excuse to have alone time at home. That's how he calls it. He's like, it's our excuse to go home and not ignore our significant other. It just gives us, we go at home, we were able to find, we found clarity with something we played as a kid that we love that we just can't, can't play anymore. Right? Because a lot of times you're a fan of a sport you've played. And maybe, you know, as you get older and you're working, you want to watch it so bad because in reality you want to play it still. So maybe it's that dream too that keeps us coming back for more. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's everyone when you think has their own personal fantasies too. I mean, like you know, going and winning the Super Bowl. Like I remember when I was a kid, I would pretend to be a pitcher and it'd be like the bottom of the ninth inning in Game Seven of the World Series, and I could make the close, the final out to win the game. Especially like for the Braves too. Because pretty much like, you know, most of my childhood, they they would go to the playoffs, right? And then not win the World Series or anything, as long as I was alive. So that was always like my thing anyways. I think like I agree with you when you say it too. And like, like for example, like, like hockey was mine. I love hockey. Hockey is my favorite thing. And I mean, to this day, if I'm in the same room with the Stanley Cup, I probably won't touch it. Right. That's the yeah. whole, you know, superstition of if you touch the cup, you'll never win it. Well, 
like I just said, I'm going to be 29 years old. I ain't making the show. I'm not making the NHL, and I would probably never win. You're, you're fit enough for it, Stephen. I, sure. I am I am 5'9". I am not likely. It's The odds are <laughs> against me. I mean, I guess hockey can be shorter, but I'm 5'9". I'm on the heavier, heavier side. It's very unlikely that, you know, it'd probably take me two years to get in enough shape to even come close, and then on top of that, by then I'd be in my 30s. There's no chance, right? It's just it's not happening. But, you know... It's still at heart, you know, you still have in your mind, you have a dream of that happening and you're just not like most fans won't touch the cup. That's just, we're not gonna, who knows one day you could win it, I guess in the front office, who knows, but you're not going right. to touch it. So that's just the thing. And it's like how sports goes. And it's just, maybe you still have that dream, you know, and then maybe you watch it every night and you just go, you know, and you just, that could be one thing. And I think back to the whole fans of teams too, is I think people follow players too now. You know, I think definitely, like you said, the regional, the glory, the players, you know, um, you know, I love the Edmonton Oilers for a particular player, you know, um, big reason why I like them. You know, it's harder to watch them as you get older with, you know, being on the East Coast and their games being super late. So it's tough, but I liked him for a certain player and I stayed with it. So I think there's a bunch of different reasons why I think people pick teams, but the way we act about him is completely irrational. Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look at videos of just like fans freaking out after a loss, they're punching their television, they're burning their Jersey. These people spent like 150 for like game worn, authentic NFL jerseys. And then they go and burn them for what? I mean, that's what I'm saying. And what's even more crazy about this is like people, they'll spend thousands of dollars and how it means so much to win that one championship, right? Yeah. Because likely most times your team's going to win one. That's going to be, and that's like the pinnacle of your sports fit. You just won. There's like, yeah. And there's no greater feeling than after that. It's horrible, right? So your team wins. It's the best moment ever. But you know, the next season, that win doesn't matter anymore. Yep. Like for like the great thing is like Patriots fans right now, I'm in the Boston area, Right. I was talking to a guy and like last year, you know, you know, we caught a baseball game and he was saying, oh, he's like, yeah, I, he's like, uh, I'm a Patriots fan, but he's like, yeah, I always admire your Cowboys. I like your Cowboys. I was talking to him the other day and he goes, I hate your Cowboys. And I'm like, he's like, I hate them. They're the team I hate the most. And I'm like, do you hate them because they blew out the Patriots this year in a pretty bad way? Is that why you hate them now? And then, and then like, it was like a question mark, and his comeback is, we have six championships. Right. And I'm it's, like, how long ago was that? Right? They're going to turn into Yankees fans. It's, they don't it's, realize it. It's at the end of the day, like, it's like, that's the thing. Even like with Dallas, like I said to him too, I said, Dallas has five Super Bowls. Too. They got one less. But the fact it's history, and you now look at, it's almost, we're going on 30 years soon of not having one, and now it's like, it's, you know, it it's like, what have you done lately? Right. That's another thing. Right. So you win, you got to keep winning. It's the Alabama effect. They've been winning so long. You just got to keep winning. And it's like, what have you done lately? Now, Georgia's the best. They've won two. Alabama has six, but Georgia's still, but what are they doing? Right. I mean, it's, that's the thing with sports is in that moment, that championship is unbelievable. Best feeling ever. And then the next season, it's, it's gone. It's blink of an eye. You snap your fingers. It's, it's over. You're onto the next thing. And you got to keep going. And honestly, God. as fans, it's just the un, being it's, you're so right because you know what the and I think I came to this realization too. The Braves went on their World Series run, right? I I didn't see it coming at all. This team had 88 wins, 
they won like a little bit over half their games in in baseball, which is like just barely making it, right? And they went in and won the World Series against like all my expectations. I was probably the happiest I've ever been as a Braves fan. Oh, I know. I was on the phone with you. Yeah, <laughs> I remember talking to you on the phone. It was I have never heard you so happy. Yep. <laughs> it, and then that was it. It was probably I want to say maybe an hour later. That was it. It was over. They'd won. Now what? I mean, it's like you you got to enjoy it once, and then after that, I'm just looking for my other teams to win. Really. Exactly. And then you're on to the next point, like with with Alabama. The last time they won was 2020, right? Um, technically 2021, but the 2020 season, it's like they win. You're super happy. It's you're, you're absolutely thrilled. You're just, you're so happy. You won. You go, you get the team merch. So you go, you go online, you got to get, you got to get that new hat, you know, the locker room hat. You know, I was a big thing is I got to have the locker room hat, even though it's usually hideous. Usually those hats are super ugly. Oh yeah. The the players have the locker room. So I need that and the shirt. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that was my thing with Alabama is they got to get the locker room ones. I had, you know, they're hitting. I had the Braves beanie. It says World Series. Uh, I I still wear that. I mean, it's like busted and beaten, but I still wear it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you got to go get the new merch, right? You still wear it. You're super pumped. And then you spend a fortune on it, too, because it's not like it's a regular hat. So, like, regular hats Mm -hmm. now, like, on 47 brand are, like, 40 bucks anyway. Now they upcharge. It's like a $60 for a hat probably now. So you go, you spend the money, you get the hat, you wear it. Then sometimes you don't even want to wear it because it's like, oh, you don't want to get dirty. That's how sometimes I was with the, the oh, band. Yeah. So, well, you don't mm-hmm. want this hat to get dirty, you know? Because that's going to stay clean, you know? So then you don't Preserve wear it, it, so you spend the money, it sits in the drawer or your your closet, and then, you know, and then it sits there, and then years go by and you look at it, and every time you look at it, you smile. But then you look at the, realize, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, where are you now? And that's exactly mm-hmm. where I'm coming from with Alabama right now. It's just, you're at such a high and you're just that great, and now it's like, well, it's another team's time, you know, and now it's, as a fan, you start looking, you reflect, and you're like, well, what really is this? And how crazy this system is, and just, you know, and, like, I know for me personally, being a Dallas fan, right, my Dallas fandom started with the Dallas Cowboys, right? My dad was a Dallas Cowboy fan. We watched every single game, and growing up, I would go to school, and they'd all have the Patriots and be like Patriots Day because I grew up in Massachusetts. So they'd have Patriots Days. They didn't have Cowboys Days. I wasn't that lucky. So it'd be Patriots Day and my dad would send me in a Cowboys jersey. I was like the lone kid in my class. Everyone had the Patriots stuff. They had Tom Brady. I had Tony Romo. Or maybe it was Drew Bloodsoe. I had Drew Bloodsoe at the time and they would have had a Drew Bloodsoe Patriots. Whatever, depending on the year, right? And... um. It was always like, oh, and then then you get into other sports and, you know, my big sports were hockey and football. So, you know, people would automatically just assume because you're a Dallas fan, you're a Dallas fan for everything as well. Like, I'm never that was that big into the NBA, but people just assumed, oh, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, so you're a Dallas Mavericks fan. People say it over and over again that you just, I just ended up becoming one, right? And then, you know, you look at the other sports, the same thing happened with every other sport. You just become, because people just keep saying it. And you're like, eh, okay. And then you start watching, and then that's how it happened for me. I just I became a fan of everybody just because of the Cowboys, and that was the biggest one that I was like, my dad bought the merch for, and it just became Dallas for everything. And it became easy, too, because it's easy as you get older, too. It's hard to follow a million teams, you know? 
it's hard to like keep up with everything. So, yeah. you know, and I think that's like you said, that a lot of people are regional. So you have one or the other and that's what happens. Well, there's also that sense of community too, right? Like everyone in the Boston area is a Pats fan on Sunday. Or a vast majority, not everyone, or, but a vast yeah, majority. I'd say like over 75%, like maybe a little bit over, right? Everyone's going to watch the Pats game. And it, and you know what? It's It's kind of like a religious experience going to a football game or like going to like um like a basketball hockey game baseball game kind of kind of more like relaxing at the beach i would say but like going to those high intensity like everyone's yelling screaming like there's something visceral about it right and i think that a lot of people really crave that kind of release in, in a way where they can kind of just get their like frustrations out and like just yell and scream and like i don't i've i've been to a, a few football games and even though my team loses i don't feel as bad as i would have if i had watched them lose on tv right mm. cuz like everyone was there everyone experienced it with you you know there's like some some commonality in all of it like yeah it sucks that they lost but at least we all have each other, you know, we're all going through it together. And I think that's what makes it hard for, I guess, you kind of. Well, with but, me, is I've, I've never been a home fan. Right. Like, yeah, being, exactly. Being in the, like I said, the Boston area, I've never been. That's, every just, single that's time the same I go thing to... with me. Like, I would say probably the only team that I follow that's in the Boston area is the Bruins. And that's just because by the time I started following hockey, the Thrashers were not non-existent so it was really just pick the Bruins and it was easy because they were they're good they win a lot and there's a community right like yeah I mean I, we live near Boston so we we can enjoy that that team together I mean I think like what I got a lot of that really would get me aggravated is especially like especially growing up being in middle school and like being I remember remember I had a teacher one time be like, like, raise your hand if you like the Patriots. I'll never forget this. This still bothers me to this day. And I probably was in the third grade. But anyway, the teacher goes, raise your hand if you like the Patriots. Obviously, my hand doesn't go up. Right. So. um, So then she goes, oh, so. So then she starts counting and she's like, oh, well, you know, not everyone likes football. And. uh, So then she's like, she asked me, she's like, what sport do you like? And I'm like, I like football. And she's like, but you're not, but um, but you said you don't like the Patriots. I said, no. I said, I'm I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. She looked at me like I had five heads, which I mean, to be young <laughs> at that age and just know, you know, what's the difference. But it, it just makes you think of like a lot of times people would even like when people would have extra tickets for me growing up in a different market, people would have extra tickets, they'd throw tickets, they'd never think of me. Right. Because they would say, I don't like football. Like it was crazy how many people would say, Oh, you don't like football. I'm like, I'm not a Patriots fan, but it doesn't mean I'm not a football fan. Right. I don't miss, like, I watched all the big ones. Like, I watched all the big games. You know, I watched, literally, I had to pretty much watch the Patriots, and then Dallas was always on, so I could get them, too. But, like, it would just be, it would drive me nuts. And then, like, what was so crazy is I played football. So, I played football, and people would be like, oh, you don't like football. I'm like, I'm playing it. Oh, no, you're not a football fan. 
okay. Like, I, like one time I made the newspaper for football. I'm like, I'm in the newspaper. And people are like, ah, oh, no, just, you're not a Patriots fan. Okay, cool, whatever. And that just, it, it, that increased the hatred too for a lot of teams around the Boston area. For me at least, just, you know, it's definitely, it's isolating too. So like, I've often thought, you know, if I have kids one day, would I, am I just going to have them, you know, do the norm of the local or am I going to continue on the Dallas, which... I think there's a strong possibility I'm going to keep on the Dallas thing, so my kids are going to have the same exact issues. Yeah, you got to make them suffer like you have. <laughs> uh, I think that you just got to keep on that generational suffering. My <laughs> my children will be Falcons fans, that's for sure. <laughs> and they'll look at me when they're like eight or between eight and twelve and say, "Dad, why?" <laughs> and I'll say, "It's because you deserve it, <laughs> you little shit." I I literally I had this like. I've had so many conversations with my dad. I'm like, why'd you do this to me? I'm like, you just could have done the page. You could have, I could have had those six championships as well. I mean, I just, I mean, imagine the type of person I would be too. to be Alabama and the Patriots. I'd be a, I'd be a combo. Um, but like, seriously, it's like, I don't know, especially, and you know exactly what I'm talking about just to grow up in the, the shadow of the biggest dynasty and not be on that side. It sucks. So <laughs> that's how that is. That's our little spiel on being a fan. Um, but so like, let's, let's just jump right into college football from here at this point. Like, let's finish off the, um, <laughs> so let's just go on. We've had a nice little, um, you know, psychology. like, no, little I, I enjoyed that conversation, Steven. I think <laughs> we should continue to question <laughs> our fandom. Yeah. Refreshing and for us. Let's get into, I mean, and this all started because of my still depression for the Nick Saban retirement. You so know that, I just want to say that you're probably in the, what, there's five stages of grief. <laughs> We've been through denial and anger. And I think, I think we're either in the bargaining stage or we're finally in the acceptance stage. Um, I think that major depression might have kicked in with the wine. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how your continued recovery uh goes as far as as far as your uh, mental health please uh please continue to journal uh, <laughs> i'm gonna but, i'm gonna keep that all posted yeah. and i'll you know just share it to everyone maybe i'll put that on the x account i'll just be like well today this is what i'm feeling in the post the 1 a.m update yeah you know um but the big news out of tuscaloosa this past weekend was caleb downs goes to ohio state um your favorite state nick Absolute favorite yep. state. And then uh Julian Sayan also goes to Ohio State. So that's mm -hmm. fun. Both of um both five star recruits uh both go to Ohio State. So that's wonderful. Um the good news for Alabama though is uh Ryan Williams, five star uh recruit um coming in this year. He decommitted once um uh Nick Saban announced his retirement, but he came in for a visit, he recommitted, he's coming. Um that's a big get. Uh, I think he's He's the number eight recruit in the country. I think he's the third for the wide receiver, number two in Alabama. He's a huge prospect. Um, so he's if he is committing, he is going to play for DeBoer. So fantastic. So we got Ryan Williams. So that's great. So that's one. That's, I guess that's, that's one great. Possible. So but, yeah, we're we're strongly in the bargaining stage. <laughs> I'm totally just trying to like, you know, grasp at straws. What is the light and that's the light you, you were able to keep him so that's that's good i guess i mean yeah i mean cool. and then i have another um before we jump into the big news in college football i got one more college football news i got one more big announcement 
And this is part of our X, X account. This is what we're trying to do to have more of a presence online. Um, I'm going to be doing an NCAA football career. And I'm going to keep everyone updated on the X account. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break out the old PlayStation 3. Um, because that was like the last system the game was on. Um, I'm going to play the, I believe it's the 2012 game. Um, let me make sure it's a 2012 game. It has a uh, Mark Ingram on the cover. Um, so I'm going to play the 2012 game and Classic. I'm going to play as a coach. And my goal is to make it up and build a program. Um, so I, I like offense. I played offense when I played football. So I'm going to be an offensive coordinator, um, for, and wait for this drum roll. Get the drum roll going. The team I'm going to be the offensive coordinator for, I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with the Ohio Bobcats. Wow. So I decided I'm going to small school, completely small, completely like a very small conference. I want to work my way up to the big time. I want him to be a big time coach, but he's going to start somewhere. So he's going to be the offensive coordinator for the Ohio Bobcats. So it's the 2012 games so would be the 2011 season. So that means... Um, their head coach at the time would have been Frank Solich. And the defensive coordinator was actually Jim Burrow, Joe Burrow's dad. Um, oh. So, Small but, world. Frank, but uh, Frank Solich is under, um, he went to Nebraska. So uh, he comes from a pretty strong coaching tree. Um, very strong. And uh, he won some national championships at Nebraska. Um, he's actually at Nebraska from, let's see. Uh, 79 to 2003. Look wow. at that. So, um, like I said, so stay tuned for the Ohio Bobcats season. What I'm going to do is I'll play one season through them and then I'll enter the coaching carousel and see where you can get. So the way the game is, is like you, you can start wherever you want. So I'll do offensive coordinator and then I'll do the first year. I'll post like every game updates. Like they beat this team. They beat this team. I'm keeping all the conferences from 2011. I'm not changing anything. So you're going to look at it and you're going to go, why is this, why is Texas A&M still in the big 12? Right. I'm going to keep everything from the 2011 season. Um, not changing anything. And then it, what if, what would have happened if, um, if I was a head coach and um, so I'll play through that. I'll keep everything updated. And then at the end of the year, we'll see where we go from there. Um, the coach is going to be called. We want to ready for his name. Ready? Yep. Drum roll, please. Drum rolling. It's going to be coach Steven Canoli. That's right. Oh, that's perfect. Canoli. You know, I you got to go, you got to get, you got to get that name. So coach Canoli. Yes. Like the dessert. And um, so that will start in the next week or two. So be on the X account, be ready, uh, be psyched. Coach Cannoli is coming to Athens, Ohio. I'm so ready. It's the year 2011. This offense is going to be unbelievable. We're winning the national title this year. All in, Ohio Bobcats, Athens, Ohio on the map. So get ready for it. I'd say you're like five and eight. <laughs> that's your record no we're going all out they're they're gonna go the real team won the uh potato bowl the idaho famous potato bowl oh, the real okay. team did so we're going we're striving for the real team the real 2011 ohio bobcats team won the potato bowl we're going for going for big time okay maybe we could get something like uh like the tostitos bowl yeah to like something like that or i mean too bad there's no blueberry bowl at the time 
That's but really, I mean, it's really a shame. Yeah, I mean, because if you had the blueberry ball, man, they'd they'd be the perennial uh, champion there. So, Honestly, I think that that's one of the New Year's six. If we we came up with the idea a little sooner, one hundred percent. So, um, anyway, that's the new update for that. Um, we have, like I said, more stuff on the X account. We're gonna try to get more stuff, make that fun. Uh, get some stuff going on there, keep everyone interested. So, like I said, follow that. Also, um, if you ever want to uh, DM us uh, different stuff, feel free to reach out to us. We're on there every day. I uh, will interact with all our listeners. So if you want to reach out, like I said, follow us. So hostility at X. Um, there we uh, go. Artist formerly known as Twitter. Yes, exactly. Um, all right. So the big, the elephant in the room, the big um, news out of the NCAA, Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan. He's going to coach the Chargers. And uh, let's, let's take a moment of silence for the Michigan Wolverines. And we're back. So that yes. was a nice moment of silence for Michigan Wolverines. They will not be missed. Um, They're gone forever. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's um, it. So, I, you know, I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, I, we, we'd we been talking about this pretty much since the national championship. Yeah. Um, I thought he was gone. I thought it was going to be a lot sooner. But like you said, this playoffs are still going on. So I think it's a great hire for the Chargers. Um, I, I, I'm kind of surprised he goes there because, I mean – some teams you think about winning the Super Bowl, and it just seems like the Chargers have tough luck. And I know he's yeah, chased the well, Super Bowl. That, and I feel like the Chargers were kind of one of the least. Like, they weren't, like, I would say, like, top jo- job coaching candidate positions, you know? Like, Seattle or or I think Atlanta is in a better position, even though they don't have a quarterback. But, like... See, that's the difference, though. The Chargers yeah, have Herbert. They have Herbert. And- and that's the, that's at the end of the day, it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback driven league. Yeah. So you got the guy, and now let's see if he can build a defense around him. I mean, he did great things in San Francisco. I know yeah. he left no, there and like really guns blazing. He burned. Around, I think. Yeah. I think he. You know, I, I think he burned every single bridge. You know, on his way out of San Francisco. But I mean, he made that team competitive. Yeah. And sure. um, you know, if the lights went out in in that Super Bowl a little bit earlier, you know, their comeback might have happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see him in the NFL. I'm really excited that he's not at Michigan. I'm really excited. Um, you know, I really hope that program has like a bunch of losses this year to be glorious. I think they're yeah, playing, they're, te- they're, they're playing for. Texas. What would you say? I said they're done for. I mean, they, that, that Jim was the only one that was really keeping that program together. I mean, now they're just going to fade into irrelevance again, and they're going to lose to Ohio State constantly. Which would be hilarious. And then, I mean, they're playing Texas early. And, yeah, that's not oh, man, I can see the Longhorns. Confidence builder game for them. They're just not. I mean, Longhorns, I, I, I think three scores at least on them. Yeah, I think so. I think the Longhorns are just a better team. Yeah. I mean, at the like, you can like the thing with college football. You used to be able to is you follow recruiting, you see who's going to be good in the next couple of years. And Texas has had recruiting class after recruiting class after recruiting class. I'm really interested to see their quarterback situation next year. They're going to be an exciting team to watch, and I think they could just they could they could blow the doors off Michigan. They could, or they could be Texas that we've seen the last ten years and just completely lay a goose egg too. You never know what you're going to get with Texas. Right. Um, so what are your expectations with the Chargers, though, with Harbaugh? Do you think they turn around right away? Do you think it's like a building year? What do you think happens next year? 
I think they're going to sneak in the playoffs. I think they're going to against all odds type of situation. And then they'll they'll probably lose in the wild card round, I think. Um, but I think it's an up year for Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers anyways. Um, and yeah, I would I would look for them to just kind of this, this is like a bridge year. Maybe they sneak in the playoffs. They defy expectations a little bit. But ultimately, this is really about, um, you know, getting to that that ultimate team that Jim would want. Uh, and obviously Herbert's right at the center of it. So yeah, I'm 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 happy for them. I always kind of like the Chargers too. They got nice um, uniforms. I I love the baby blue and the yellow. Um, it just it, it looks really nice. Um, and and SoFi Stadium is is a real nice place to play at. Gotta say, um, I know a lot of people are mad they moved from San Diego, but you know that that's that's a great stadium and. Once they you know, get more fans in, then it'll be nice. You know what team really likes to play in SoFi Stadium? What team? The 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Every time, That's every single cool. time they play the Rams in that stadium, it's like mostly 49ers fans. Mm-hmm. Like I, It still amazes me how the Chargers and the, the Rams won a Super Bowl and the Chargers have Herbert. And it seems like they are still struggling for fans in that city. I feel like when you, I feel like every single time they play someone, if they, if whether it's Dallas there, the Steelers there, um, anyway, the 49ers, every single yeah. time a big name team goes in there, I feel like it's absolutely deafening for the opposing team. Well, that's like the curse of being in those big type cities, like especially with travel hubs. I would say, like, I think Dallas, not really so much, but Atlanta, um, is like a huge travel city. So when like a big, big name team. Like, like we played Green Bay this year, and there were a lot, a lot of cheeseheads sitting at Mercedes Benz Stadium, um, and it and it sounded like it too that they were there. So teams that travel well will travel to like big um, travel hub cities like Los Angeles, Atlanta. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd say in um, probably Boston. New York more than Boston, I would say, um, like those those type of big cities. Now speaking of Atlanta, let's talk about their head coach, Come Raheem on. Morris. I got, defense. I got. I, hold on, I need a, I need a rant for a minute. <laughs> Rich McKay, I have a bone to pick with you because you don't know a damn thing about football, and you're just whispering and blanks ear, lots of lies. You're you sit on a throne of lies. And you sit on a throne of mediocrity. This is unbelievable. You had the greatest of all time that was going to be able to coach here. He wanted to coach here. He basically got fired from his last job and was like, hey, Atlanta, can I coach here? And you were like, no. The greatest coach of all time. And you're going to say no to him. And then you're going to hire not the best offensive coordinator. And what, Swolik? Is that how you say it? Swolik from Houston or... You know, a defensive coordinator, McDonald. No, we're going to go and get Raheem Morris, who has continuously failed at his head coaching jobs, right? So he starts, for what I remember, he starts in Tampa Bay. He's the head coach there. They don't really make the playoffs. Jameis Winston needs eye surgery because he throws 30 picks, right? He's done. He goes to Atlanta. He's the defensive coordinator, right? He does okay. Quinn gets canned. 
He's interim coach. Okay. He goes four and seven for the rest of the year. He's like, I'm out of here. Smith gets gets hired. He goes to Los Angeles. What has been going in and on in Los Angeles? Do they have the best defense? No. They have Aaron Donald, and that's pretty much it. But he's the best coaching candidate? This is unbelievable. I just, like, talk about being a fan, Steven. You're <laughs> telling me that Raheem, you looked at all of these co coaching candidates. Fantastic seasons. And you're like, no, Raheem Morris just, he was just that guy. So charismatic. I got to tell you, charisma doesn't win football games. It does not. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. And you know what? I wish they would change the uniforms too, just to pile it on, because I like the original uniforms from like 2008 to 2000. And Are you talking about like the Matt Ryan original ones? The Matt Ryan. Day? Yes, absolutely. These new uniforms are awful. I hate this new era lettering nonsense where things need to be like cut and clean and look like they came from like some kind of Jetsons fantasy. All right. Go back to classics. Get McKay out of here. And you know what? When we just are seven and nine again for the next three years, you're going to say, huh, who's the problem? It's Rich. McKay, the CEO of the Falcons. A lot of people don't know that name, and I'm using this platform to let <laughs> everyone know that he's a son of a bitch. And that's all I'm going to say about that. It's okay though. You still have the Detroit Lions. You know, you get you. I do. You know, you're you're right. I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm really happy with them. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm high up on Detroit Lions just because I see a little bit of the Falcons in them, right? The the constantly being beaten by other people in the division, being terrible for a long time, and finally being good again. Um yeah, I just I, I see myself in them. And <laughs> I'm gonna manifest them to the Super Bowl win. I'm telling you. You're gonna manifest um, it. I mean, I tried yeah. manifesting the Huskies to win the Natty, and it didn't work out. So, I no. mean, but, you know, it. hey, we'll see. I mean, we got to go over some other coaching hires, though. I mean, I think the the Panthers um, hiring Dave is Canales. Is that how you pronounce it? Canales? Yeah. Um, I think that was a solid hire. If you look at him, I mean, he's been an assistant under Pete Carroll forever. Mm -hmm. And then he jumps over to Tampa's offensive coordinator this year. I mean, what he did with Baker Mayfield, I think that's a great hire. Um, I mean, if you know, he had you know, he coached um Russell Wilson for a long time. Russell Wilson's on the shorter side, so is um so is young. So I mean, I wonder. I mean, I he could be fantastic. He'd be a great hire. It could work out, but uh, you have to deal with your crazy owner who may just like blow himself up yeah, at that's, that's a moment's scary. notice. That's very true. Um, um, yeah, so we'll see how that works out for him. But no, definitely good hire. Uh, I I really hope the best for Bryce Young. I never want to see a good rookie quarterback um, just kind of be met with a terrible team. Like I, I see a lot of Mac Jones and and Bryce Young right now. 
and uh, he could it's, potentially it's... become that, which would be a real shame because I think both were our great quarterbacks, but Jones just got screwed over so many times, and I think Young could possibly be in the same position. So hopefully, uh, this this head coaching hire for them kind of provides some stability for him. Sure. Yeah, I wish him the best. I, I I want Bryce Young to do well. I hope he does well under this head coach. Seems like they brought in a quarterbacks coach. Seems like they're trying. Um, let's see. I mean, I hope so. I wish him the best, and it could be a great. It could be an amazing hire, or it could be one of those that flops massively. Um, another interesting hire, as you mentioned, Mac Jones is Gerard Mayo for the Patriots. Um, interesting, huh? Yeah, I um, I honestly didn't know what they were. Not like I'm not gonna say this in, in in like a bad way, but I didn't know what they were thinking. Like I don't I didn't know like if they were gonna try to go after Jim Harbaugh or if they were gonna like hire internally. I didn't know like who they were gonna go after, and they they got him pretty quick, right? It was like a few days right afterwards that they announced it after they uh, fired Belichick. I think it was just a done deal. I mean, he was already on the coaching staff. I think it was just a quick done deal. I think yeah. they already had this planned. I mean, I'm. Sh- I'd be surprised though. I mean, I wonder if they called uh, Vrabel. They should at least extended him a call. But I think they, I think this was all a done deal. I think there was something in uh, Mayo's contract that kind of, you know, I, I think this was all well in advance. You know, um, yeah. and I, I don't know if it's a good hire or not. I mean, I think the big issue with the Patriots is their offense. Their defense was fine this year. It was not the defense that was a problem, and they hired a defensive minded coach. Which my question is: Is it just putting, you know, is it just putting a bandaid on it? You know, is it yeah. that's you know a new change of face? Maybe you get a little bit more, but I mean, I think with the way the game's going, is sometimes you really need a good offensive mind to be your head coach. You know, yeah. And right now, I I don't know. It it could it could honestly be amazing, and it could literally blow up in their face. I mean, he's young; he's thirty seven, so you know that's. That could be either be fantastic. You get a young coach you have for 20 years, or it could be, you know, the young coach and he flops, right? You never know what you're going to get with a young coach. So, I mean, it could go either way. It really could. Um, I just, I think they should have gone with more of an offensive mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it'd be okay for them if they ended up in going and getting like a good offensive coordinator, um, especially if they're going to draft a quarterback. Well, um, what's his name? Uh, O'Brien's gone. He went to Ohio State. Everyone's going to Ohio State. I, I said a good offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, I don't. I think you misheard. Well, me. you don't think he's good? No, I didn't say dog shit offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, no. I mean that that's really what was successful for Belichick in in New England, right? When things were good with Brady and everything. He took care of the defense. McDaniel's took care of the offense, right? Um, I mean, I don't know if McDaniel's has really got it anymore. I think he's kind of fallen off the deep end, um, and and he's probably suffered from just being under Belichick's shadow all the time and never really getting a team or or anything like that. So, um, you know, it'd yeah. be great for McDaniel's to find a college coaching job where he's like a head coach where the team is maybe power five, you know, like an average team overall. And you just put together 
like good seasons, right? Like you just do well. You're not necessarily winning national championships, but you're doing well. Like the coach over in Utah, right? You just have the good recruiting every year, put together a competitive team every year, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, you see what happens. And with the playoff right. expanding, you can see what happens. And I wonder, you know, if some of these like other schools, I mean, I don't know. If I'm McDaniels, I'm trying to maybe thinking for that. If McDaniels wants to be a head coach, then he needs to, you know, get his confidence back up. I think that he's got a good offensive mind, um, but he really just needs to get a team behind him, and I don't think he's ever successfully done that. Like, a good head coach is like Dan Campbell, right? He's, like, got the swagger. He's, you know, he's good in good with I gotta say, a lot of people, a lot of people were crit- very critical of Campbell when he took that job with that when right. he had that speech. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's worked for them. I mean, like it was either that's the thing though when you hire someone like it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be terrible usually. So, yeah. But yeah. So like you get these good coaches that are in good with the players, and I think that that's what makes Andy Reid a good coach and continued good coach. Like he's always like has as a good relationship with the players, and as a head coach, you can't have this like attitude of I'm better than you and like I know everything and blah 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 like you need to have that fun relationship with them or else you know it kind of makes the makes it like work you know like I don't think football players want to go to a game and for it to feel like work for them they should feel like they're playing like just having fun out there you know like going out and like just enjoying themselves. And I think you can see the teams so you can see a difference in the teams that go out there and have fun in teams that go out there and feel like they have work and, and you can see that in attitude. Like like with the Falcons versus the Bucks, right? The reason the Bucks made it out of the division is because they were going out there and they were slinging the ball, they were making good plays, they were having fun. Every time I watch the Falcons, it looked like they were all pissed off at Arthur Smith. Like, everyone was constantly mad that he was making these terrible decisions. And then he would go up there at the end of the game and be like, you know, they didn't do enough. Or, you know, it's not my fault, basically. So that that that's really the difference. And, and you can see it in the teams that made the playoffs, too. Yeah, I mean, people love playing for Andy Reid. People love playing for John Harbaugh. And, you know, like they love Campbell and, you know, Shanahan, I think, I think they like, I think Shanahan is just more like the kind of an offensive guru kind of, you know, he's like yeah, a new he's age like coach. An analytic kind of dude. Um, so, I would say he's probably the one that's got just like a neutral relationship with everyone, but they do so well all the time. And I think that the 49ers are super loaded that uh, kind of offsets a little bit. I mean, looking at the rest of the other coaching hires, though, and Antonio Pierce did get the uh, the Raiders um, head coaching job. Uh, Brian, I think that's, that's the best choice that they could have made because I think that the Raiders players would have probably like marched into hell for Antonio Pierce the way that they pulled that season together after like McDaniel's was canned and Garoppolo lost the job and everything. Like they almost came out of the division if they did that a little bit earlier. They, 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 the Raiders players loved him. They yeah. absolutely rallied behind him and loved him. Um, I'm also so surprised to see he's 45. 
Remember when he yeah. was playing? Like, remember when he was winning that when he won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, was, <laughs> yeah, he was on I, the Steelers, right? No, was he that... was the he was on the Giants. He won that. Oh, he was, yes, I think he was on yeah. that team that beat the um undefeated yeah, Patriots. Seven. Yep. But um, what a I mean, I don't know. So, like I said, I I think it's a great hire for the Raiders. We'll see. Like, like I said, though, we'll see how he actually does. But the players loved him. I think it's the best they could have done. Um. And then another hire was Tennessee. They hired Brian Callahan. Um, you know, he was the Bengals offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we'll see what happens. Um, he's kind of been around the league a bit. He's been with the Broncos, with the Broncos, Detroit, um, the Raiders, the Bengals. So, I mean, we'll see how kind of higher he is. I mean, the thing is, I don't think uh, he's only 39, too, which really helps him. But the thing with Tennessee is I don't think Tennessee is going to be that good. Right. I don't think yeah. Tennessee's that good of a team at all. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it a Derek lot of Henry's walking, right? Like I think he's, he's leaving. He made it seem yeah. like he's gone. So he's gone. I mean, you got to rebuild that offense. I mean, he's the guy to do it. I mean, being an you know, an offensive coordinator, he'd be the guy, but you got to rebuild that offense, you got to build a defense. You know, there's there's a lot of issues in Tennessee, and especially with the way things ended with Rabel. I thought he was a good coach. I don't think they should have moved on from him. So I, you know. We'll see. Um, two like openings. I, what happened with Tennessee is like everyone was firing their head coaches, and then the owner was like, "Oh, you're fired too." And then it was like, "Oh no, I'm sorry. I just got got excited there." <laughs> I kind of thought they were going to be the one that t- would land Bill Belichick. I mean, he's from the Nashville area. Well, I guess he was born there. I think he lived there for quite a bit. Um, I thought Nashville was going to be the one that that got. You know, I thought. The Tennessee Titans were going to get him because of this, because of pretty much Nashville itself. I thought the city itself was going to be what brought yeah. Bill in, but then again, that that team is such a project, mm-hmm. you know that you know. Well, I don't know. I I think it's a lot against Callahan to succeed, not because he's you know a bad coach. I think I think it's it has the odds against him because that I don't think the ownership has the you know the interest, and I just think that team is just. No, I don't know. I, yeah. I that'd be probably the least desirable out of the bunch. I thought, um, but there is two still open. There's openings left. You have the Washington Commanders, and you have um, the you have the Commanders, and uh, what's the other one? There's one more. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, and I still think the Seattle Seahawks is the best job. It looks like the Falcons are the only ones who interviewed Belichick. So. I have no idea where he's going now. I mean, I, I think he might sit out, honestly, because I mean, the Seahawks made it sound like they wanted to go younger. That's why they kind of seemed like they pushed Pete Carroll into retirement. And then I thought, you know, honestly, if I was the Seahawks, I'd hire Vrabel. I would. Um, I'd probably pass on Dan Quinn. I just think the Green Bay game for Dan Quinn was just so. I'd pass on him and just it's let him just stay typical in Dallas. for Quinn, right? Like he has a good regular season like there's some good defensive games that he puts together for his team and then he just collapses at the end like his defense gets absolutely picked apart um and i think that's um what happened with the eagles too was like oh yeah sure dink is like a good offensive coach but then like they got figured out and then they got picked apart so it's it it's really being unpredictable in the NFL is also what makes you a good head coach and not this predictability and able to figure out your schemes. I agree with you. Um, and Dan Quinn totally got exposed. 
Yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of things, a lot of people saying Ben Johnson to the commanders. Um, I keep hearing that the offensive coordinator for the Lions. I just keep hearing that over and over again. Um, it seems to be the team interested the most, which I think he could be a great hire. But the thing is, sometimes when you hire a team that gets hot that year, you don't necessarily know, was it the coordinator? Was it the head coach? Who was, you know, sometimes like you hire these coordinators, the team got hot. And then sometimes they're, they had a complete flash in the pan. You never know. But Ben Johnson's young. He's 37. You know, he came up with Campbell. I mean, he's kind of been everywhere Campbell is. He was with Miami. Um, and then he was with Detroit. He's been with Detroit since um, he's been with Detroit since 2019. So, you know, he's been, you know, he's young. He's been in the league, though. He knows what he's doing. We'll see. I don't know if was he calling. Is he calling the plays for Detroit? Yeah, I think so. Okay, he is calling the plays. Okay. Um, but I think that could be a great hire for the commanders, especially if they're drafting a quarterback, which I think they are. Um, but that could be a great, that, that the commanders might have a great coach there. Um, I really don't want Vrabel or Belichick in Washington. So, um, I would love it if the commanders hired Dan Quinn, please hire Dan <laughs> Quinn. You'll have like two years of being relevant and then you're just going to be a joke and you're not going to win the playoffs. So go yeah. hire Dan Quinn. Um, please. Washington hire Dan Quinn. Um, but we had enough of the coaching talk. We had some fantastic football over the weekend. Yeah. Let, let's go into the divisional rounds. And then from there, we'll talk about our previews. And uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to, do you want me to laugh about the Buffalo bills? Or do you want to start with the, the Texans Ravens? Where do you want to start? Let's let's go chronological order here, Stephen. I think that we should start with the Texas, uh, the Texas Texans and the Ravens <laughs> game. Um, I mean, I think you were you were uh, you were really high up on the Texans, huh? You hey, were, it was hey, it was it was tied at half. It was ten. It ten was at tied half. at half, and then they proceeded to not score anything. You know, I think everyone listening is yes. In my heart, you know, it would have been great to see the underdog win. But I'll be honest, I, I did bet the Ravens to win that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just the Ravens are an absolute wagon. Um, oh, they're good. Um, yeah, they are. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm really excited. Well, when we do our AFC Championship preview, I have a whole spiel on that. But I'm really excited for this AFC Championship game. Probably the most excited I've been for a. A conference championship game, maybe ever. I'm really excited for this one. Um, Lamar Jackson is just so good. Oh my goodness! And I, I love that he's like silenced all the haters from this past off season, where everyone was coming up with an excuse of why they didn't want to sign Lamar Jackson because he wasn't like a good throwing quarterback. He ran too much. Blah blah blah. This guy is MVP. He averaged nine point one yards a carry. When he was yeah. rushing. And then he also threw for 152 yards, two passing touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns. This man can't be stopped. He no. just he is so good. Um, like I said, when he was coming out of college, I was really skeptical. And he has just he's proven it. If he stays healthy, that's the thing with him. He's gonna stay healthy. He's gonna get through the regular season healthy. But if he does, he is he is a gamer. He's yep. fun to watch. He's probably one of the most exciting players in the league. He's a highlight reel waiting to happen. And you name it, he it's just he's fun. He's really fun. And the Ravens to watch them are just exciting. 
they got a good defense. They got a really strong defense. And then their offense is good too. Um, so Zay Flowers is fun, huh? He's a yeah, he's fun to watch too. Um, he averaged uh 10 yards of reception, get 44 reception, 41 yards. Um, yeah, this team, um, even Odell getting some action, one reception for 12 yards, he even got into the game. Uh, seriously, this, this team is great. Um, you know, a, you know, a nod to the Texans, though. They got a great, you know, they got a great future coming. I think, you know, I the mean, next five years. Stroud, like face down that defense. He didn't throw in a, a touchdown or an interception. Um, I mean, I think that's that's kind of good for him, you know, in that sense where he's going into that Baltimore playoff environment. It's cold. Um, everyone's yelling at you. Like maybe you underperformed, but at least you didn't turn the ball over. Uh, and I think that 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 shows like real maturity, uh, not trying to force anything really. During the end of that game, um, on the X account, there was a post and it was, you, you, you liked it. Um, and, uh, I'll admit I'm the one that made the post, but, uh, I said on the post at the end of that, that game, I said, just because we're talking about the cold, right? I said, uh, is Baltimore, Maryland considered a Southern market? Just asking for a friend. Now, question to you. Do you consider Baltimore Southern market? Do you consider it maybe mid-Atlantic? Definitely in the mid-Atlantic. Do you consider it either a Northern market or a Southern market? How do you? That's I, that's right the border, I think, for me, between the North and the South. <laughs> I think that once you get into Virginia, that's that's the South for me. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that Baltimore is a, is a Northern market. See, I, 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 I differ. I think it's Southern more. I mean, because if, if you go, if you want to get, you know, get into history, right. You get, you know, the Mason Dixon line, you know, it'd be below the Mason Dixon line, which technically would be the South, um, would be considered what the South was. Um, but I don't know for me, I consider it a Southern state. Um, it's definitely 100% mid Atlantic for sure. That's that's its yeah, little sub. Yeah. That's a little subgroup. But if it's north or south, like you said, it's definitely on the border. Um, you know, maybe it's the gateway to the south or the gateway to the north, whatever way you're at. But um, it does get cold there, though. That is true. It's not as cold as the rest of them, but it does get cold. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was an interesting one for market wise. I think maybe for sports, it's maybe a northern market, but historically, I guess you could call it southern. To me, maybe it's like. All right. What who has good barbecue? <laughs> right, it's Texas has good barbecue. Georgia, the Carolinas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia barbecue. Now you got Tennessee barbecue, right? What about Did you say, did you say Texas? About, did you say Texas? Yeah, I said Texas. Yeah, that was oh. one of the first places I said. Absolutely. Um but what about Maryland barbecue. You're going to Maryland for barbecue. Hey, to they me, got some good. They got crab. They got good crab. crab. No, I'm absolutely. And and I think that the the little bit of south that creeps up there is when they put Cajun on the crab, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's one of the staples of the South is like having good barbecue. And I don't think Maryland has that. So to me, that doesn't qualify it as a Southern. Uh, like a southern entity, if you will. Fair enough. I mean, that is, a, that is an interesting way to put it with the barbecue. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do they say do they say y'all in Maryland? That's another good. I'm not sure if they do or not. I don't. Um, I I don't think so. It's um. It could depend though. I mean, it could depend on where you are in Maryland too, right? Because I mean, some places in uh, Virginia don't say it. Doesn't say it. Don't they don't say it? So I mean, it really depends where you are too. Yep. Um, you know. It's 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 one of those. It's definitely it's definitely on the border for sure, mm-hmm. and it's and I think it can lean either way depending on, you know, how you talk about it. I think it totally yeah. leans either way, um, and it's one of those that are just it's its own unique place too. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore is definitely unique. It's one way to put it. <laughs> so, yep. so congratulations, Baltimore, in the AFC Championship game. We'll do a preview in a bit. Let's finish off the uh, that's the Saturday slate. Yeah, Packers yeah. and 49ers. Which How about the were, cheese, huh? You oh, were man. happy. Oh, I was bring so out excited. The, bring out the cheese graters. Bring, bring out the mandolins. Cut it all up. Get the cheese getting heads worried, out of though. here. Oh, I was I was so worried. And I, then, I know you were nervous. And then they missed the kick. And yep. then and then, then the interception. And it was just oh, it was glorious. I was so happy. I was like, once they lost, I'm like, oh, thank God. I was really concerned. I was really worried. Oh, I was worried. I was watching that. I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Green Bay might actually be good. Oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. The cheese. I'm just thinking of the entire state of Wisconsin and the cheese and just the cheese heads, and they're just all over the place, and they multiply like rodents, and it's just, oh, my God. It's just they're everywhere. Oh, my God. I'm I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> um, that they are uh, that they are out. Um, I'm glad, you know, they had congratulations. You had a great rebuilding year. You made the playoffs and you beat the Dallas Cowboys and that was a rebuilding season. So, um, but you're out. Uh, you will not be missed. Um, congratulations to the 49ers for, um, beating them with that, Um, with that Packers loss. Now the Ravens and the 49ers are still in it. And there's that whole conspiracy theory about the logo, the, the logo, right? It's purple and red. Well, we've clearly identified the purple as the Ravens. And the only red that's really left in the NFC is the 49ers. So, I mean, if we're making bets this weekend, those are the bets to take. Um, Yeah, and I'm, I'm just happy to see the Packers lose. I think it would have been cool to see the Lions and the Packers face off in the NFC Championship game. Um, with Detroit being at home and then the Packers losing that, I think that would have been severely devastating. Uh, I remember texting that to you right after the Packers lost. Um, but you you don't want them to to go any further, right? It's just like here, end it here, full stop. We got to stop the Packers from winning. Yeah, I, I just I needed the Packers. Just they needed to be out. I just needed for your the mental health too. I think. Just for the mental health. Just that you know, kind of like that that loss made you that that loss was bad but just in my nightmares i think like you know i think in a nightmares you have someone wearing a cheese you know the the cheese hat you know just chasing me you know you just got a cheese head just yeah i think that's an old nightmare um you know um it's just something about them just something about just yeah the packers just a nightmare that team is an absolute nightmare um so just them being out is fantastic um brock purdy with san francisco though i thought did not have a good first half he had a good second half i think um, McCaffrey, two touchdowns, 98 yards. He had a pretty decent day. Kittle, when they needed Kittle, man, he was, yeah, he, he got it, he did, got, got it done. Um, uh, he did have a drop there, but he, he got it done when he needed to. 
Um, you know, I think, and that's what championships do, teams do is when you have a tough game, they still come out, they still find a way to yep. win. And this is what the 49ers do. Um, I gotta say though, uh, young chase young, where was he? He was there. He was their big trade from the commanders. Where was he? Um, I thought he was completely absent the entire game. Yeah. He um, only got two tackles and that, that was pretty much it. Um, I, I just think that like in teams like this, right, where there's already established players um uh, like Fred Warner on this team, he's like the the go to defensive like guy, right? But you know, you bring in like Nick Bosa and Chase Young and you're like, Oh, we got one of the def- best defensive lines. Two tackles for both of these guys, four tackles total, right? And you get Greenlaw, who you have Greenlaw out there who has six tackles. Yep. Yeah. And and, and Warner too. Yep. So, so both of those guys like pretty much doubled it, you know? Mm, um, yeah, I... tripled it actually. So it it's just like where where's the value in, in overpaying for these D linemen that don't produce, right? But they come out and they're like really great out of college. I mean, Bosa is still when Bosa's on though. If Bosa has a good game, he he can change the game. Right, Bosa, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was Bosa and Young on the same Ohio State team? I think uh, they might have played on the same team. Imagine I'm not, I'm not that, sure. and and they didn't win. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think that was the team that won. So they weren't. They, I don't think they were on that 2014 team. And no. that, that wow, that was a good team. Yeah. I didn't win. Yeah, talk about that. I mean, that in college. I mean, they they dominated. They were that. Yeah. Wow. I think they're on. That's Ohio State can just land guys. They just get one massive recruit after another after another and just produce talent. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I think Young has to step it up. Young has to step it up. Bosa has to, has to have a better game. I think Bosa can do that. Young just has not proven to me that he was worth that trade. Um, yeah. So, you know, so congratulations, San Francisco. You won. Um, all of America is rooting against you, it seems like. Um, you know, everybody because seems to be all out. my Lions lines. are, yeah. like, the underdog of the century. And I think everybody outside of San Francisco wants the Lions to win. And I am with the rest of America. Um yeah, I'm, I, I'm. We can move on to this Buccaneers and Lions game. That was a close one, uh, I think. Uh, uh, just it, the scoreline doesn't reflect it, but it was still a close game. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Baker Mayfield had a had a great game. I think he he threw one interception early, and then and then another one late. So I don't think those those really kind of affected the outcome of the game, and. Uh, I think there was a real head scratcher decision by um, the head coach of the Buccaneers of not taking that time out uh, with what, 38 seconds left or so at the end of the game. I think he caught some heat for it. Um, but, you know, I'm as a bandwagon Detroit Lions fan, I am. Okay. Oh, you're not even bandwagon. You're fully committed, man. Fully you are fully. Committed. You are 100 fully committed. 
at this I point. bought all of the Detroit Lions merch, just all of it. You're you're wondering, you're gonna say Nicholas specifically, can you tell me it's all of it? I'm not telling you anything specific. Is the bedspread? Do you have the you have the Lions bedspread? That's when you know you're really gonna. I got the wallpaper, Stephen. Oh, there we go, man. That's what I'm talking about. That is that is true commitment. Upset? I don't care. Detroit Lions wallpaper all over my apartment. Uh, it doesn't get better than this right now. Day one fan, man. Day one. I was there. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. That quarterback ran out of the back of the end zone. Uh, yeah, when they were 0-16, when they hadn't won in so long, I was there. Remember when, so, remember when they had um, Dante Culpepper one year? Uh, I think that was the 0-16 team. Yep, yeah, that was. The um, they had a lot of bad Thanksgivings. A lot of times it'd be, you know, either, you know, you're trying to get ready, people are coming over, you're going somewhere, the game's on, you get there, and it just was a lot of bad Thanksgivings for them. Yeah. Um. So you got a feel for them. Congratulations. They got over Tampa. Um. You know, and anything can happen. You know, you get into that game. Any, and you get into that uh, NFC Championship game. Anything can happen there. You yeah. got to think though. The game is in San Francisco. Um, San Francisco on paper is a way better team. Um. You know, if if I had to make a pick here, I think San Francisco wins this game, but. I don't know. Detroit has heart. They got some serious heart. Um, they really the entire, do. Everyone's behind them. But you know what I want to know? Where's Kid Rock? <laughs> Where is Kid Rock? He's Mr. Kid, Detroit. Him and Kid Eminem Rock are Mr. De- Detroit. And welcome. Eminem's been there. Yeah, no Eminem. Kid Rock. Yeah. Nope. Where is he? He's somewhere in the South. I think he's kind of like burrowed down. He's singing like Sweet Home Alabama all summer long. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and then all winter long too, and he's he's smoking some funny things in uh, Northern Michigan, um, something like that. <laughs> seriously, honestly, like where is he? Like, come on now, like he's got to show up for the San Francisco game, like he got to bring him out. I don't. I mean, he's literally Mister Detroit. I mean, unless I'm missing something, if he was canceled or something, I'm not sure. I mean, was was he canceled lately? Has he done something? I haven't followed I mean, him closely. Honestly, I just know he's Mister Detroit. He's, he's such a weird dude that what hasn't he done? <laughs> He's probably been canceled seven times. He doesn't care about societal expectations. <laughs> he just shows up wherever. He's like he's like Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> Don't say Kid Rock three times in a row, and he'll show up and he'll start talking about how Bud Light turns you gay or something like that. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> yes, I, I mean, seriously though, it, you know, maybe oh, that could be why. I mean, I think Bud Light is an NFL sponsor, right? So maybe that's why he's not there because he he was the one. Maybe there's something there. That's why he hasn't been on. Oh yeah. Oh that's, maybe that's, we maybe we discovered it. Maybe we there just we broke that story. Yeah right. That's right. right you heard right it right now. Southern Hostility Southern Podcast. Hostility. You heard that story. We broke it. <laughs> we broke it today. <laughs> yep. He's he's banned from all NFL games for a while. Yep. That's Article it. That's why he's not follow. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you gotta see, you gotta get him there though. I mean. You gotta get like when your team when in the team makes it, you your local celebrities they all gotta come out like with with the Patriots all the Wahlbergs they were all there you got every single Boston fan they'd always be there you know some of them would leave early even though they were gonna win but you know uh yeah seriously you gotta bring them out you gotta rep Detroit for this one you gotta you gotta literally this is all on the line here this is for you a see, chance to go to the Super Bowl you, you gotta them there pretty much every time I would say 
Um, I think they showed him in the wild card and in this divisional. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's also going to be in San Francisco watching this game. Um, and then I don't know if you know who Tim Robinson is. If you've ever watched, I think you should leave. Um, he's a funny comedian. He's from Detroit. Um, he's he he shows up to the games. I see it on social media as well. Um, I can't really think of any other celebrities that I really care about that are Detroit fans. You know who you know what celebrity everyone cares about though, and we'll get into our last game, which I can't wait to talk about this. Um, the celebrity everyone cares about. No, it's not Taylor Swift. It's Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey shirtless. That's what everybody wants to see, man. He that's everyone was so excited to see him in that box. Um man, uh I was buzzing after that. I'm not gonna lie, after that game, I was buzzing. I was very happy for Kansas City. And um I hold mean, on, hold on. I got I gotta get out, I gotta get out a cigar. I gotta get out a cigar to smoke my smoke my Bills pack right now. What yeah. did I tell you? I said on this podcast, I said a hundred percent Kansas City was gonna beat Buffalo. There was no doubt in my mind that entire game I knew Mahomes was going to get it done because he's a winner. Kansas City plays a complete game. I knew they were going to get it done. The entire game, There's even when there was the fumble out of the side of the end zone there, no doubt. I knew the Bills would lose this game because that's what happens. They lose to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Allen's having trouble getting it done. I got to say, Tony Romo... Um, it's really funny that he talked about ball control and how important it is in big games when he fumbled the snap. You know, that's really, that's great, Tony. I love it when you say that. And I also love how Tony Romo was so on the side of Buffalo during his um, his broadcast. My goodness, could he have been more pro-Buffalo? I mean, he yeah. loves Josh Allen. And then, um, but like I said, the Chiefs come out on top. Uh, it was glorious to see. Once again, Josh Allen falls short, proves my point. Uh, the Bills should probably move on from McDermott. I want to go over the past few years. I want to go over the Josh Allen era. Just because, um, let's go over it. His first year, Josh Allen, 2018. They went 6-10. and 10. Uh, He was a rookie, so we're not going to really count that. So we'll really we'll go on and we'll start in 2019. They go 10-6. and six. They lost in the wild card of the Texans. That was that game that no one wanted to win. It was the overtime game in Houston. Um Deshaun Watson versus Josh Allen. It, literally no one wanted to win it. It was a, the weirdest playoff game I think I've ever seen. Um, and they lose that. Then let's go to 2020. 2020. This was the year that he made the AFC championship game, right? So he uh, he beat the Colts. Okay, congratulations. You beat the Colts. You should have beat them, uh, especially that year. Yeah, beat the Ravens. But I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson left with a concussion in that game. Congratulations. Uh, you beat a you know a half Ravens team, and then you lost in the uh, AFC Championship game to the Chiefs. Congratulations. Um, so you made it to a championship game. Now let's go to twenty twenty one. They uh they beat the Patriots, the Mac Jones Patriots, and then they lost to the Chiefs, thirty six uh, forty two to thirty six. Again, another loss to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Congratulations. Let's go to twenty twenty two. They uh, uh, they won the wild card against the Dolphins. The Dolphins that did not have Tua. They started Skylar Thompson that game, and they almost blew it. 
They won 34 to uh, 31. They literally almost blew that game. They were at home. And then they lose to the Bengals 27 to 10. Congratulations, Buffalo. Really, really, really striking above your weight class here. And then let's go to 2023. They beat the Steelers. Congratulations. And then you once again lose to the Chiefs. Okay, Josh Allen is now five and five in the po- uh, is in the playoffs. They've had some runs, but for the most part, they have underachieved, completely underachieved. You got to at this point, you got to make changes. And I said this in one of our earlier podcasts. You have to make changes if you're this team. This is yeah. a, you're, you're honestly, I consider them a joke. Honestly, um, I, I don't you think we're at the beginning of the season. When are they going to make the playoffs? And when are they going to play the Chiefs? Because they're going to lose. Exactly. It, they, whenever that happens. You're going to make it a guarantee. It, Mahomes has their number. Yeah. And you know what it really you know what it really reminds me of? It reminds me of the Brady Manning rivalry early on. It does. Um and to give Bills some the Bills fans some hope, um Manning was drafted in uh 98. His first season was 98 and he didn't win until the 06-07 season. So by that math, Allen has a couple more years before we get to that level. But at this point, right now, if Mahomes is Brady, if you're comparing them, which they're completely different players, but if you're comparing them, Mahomes is Brady right now, and Allen is looking at the Peyton Manning. He's looking at Peyton Manning right now. And there's a strong possibility as the time goes on that that might not even happen. That's probably not going to happen, right? And I think I think Buffalo has to go through some changes here. They have to. They got to figure this out. You, you got to... You got to start. You got to honestly figure this out. Um, fire the coach. Make some moves on defense. Another thing is the Kansas City Chiefs. When they traded Hill, they made the decision: we're going to go younger. Right? They're going to keep retooling. They got to go younger. They don't want an old team. And Buffalo just kept the old team. The team's yeah. getting older. So now your window. Now the Kansas City window is wide open. Your window to win a championship just continues to grow. And everybody hates the Chiefs. I mean, everyone outside of probably the Dallas market and Kansas City market, everyone hates them. But their window's wide open, and Buffalo, yours is closing right now. So that GM's going to do something. Now, just so you know, I am I am available. If any, you know, if, if, you know, if the Bagula family is, oh, you know, if they're listening to this, I am available to be a GM. So, you know, if you want to hire me, you know, you want to come hire me as a GM, I can I can turn your team around. I think. Um, you know, you get some issues there, but I think I can turn your team around. Um, fire McDermott, hire Bill Belichick could be a start. Um, and then, you know, get a little bit younger. Um, but as of right now, I I, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. I don't. And boy, I did. I think it's funny. And, um, you know, and I'm just going to sit here with my cigar and enjoy. just so poetic that the kicker missed wide right? Oh, that was hilarious! It was absolutely hilarious. I, the I mean, PTSD my heart goes out for fans. Like that's honest. that's so tough. I mean, I'm going to be honest. My heart goes out for Bills fans. From from an organizational perspective, this is hilarious because they're doing the same thing Dallas is doing. They just think the same thing over and over is going to work, and it has not worked. At least they, they have gotten to a, a champion a conference championship game and Dallas hasn't, but for the most part, they've been in the same situation Dallas has been in. You win a wild card game, you lose in the divisional round for the most part, outside one year. 
And if Lamar doesn't get a concussion, you might not even win. You might not even make it to the conference, uh, conference championship that year. So, seriously, I I think at this point, you know, the owner's going to look himself in you know in the mirror and be like, we gotta we gotta start somewhere, and yep. you know, and until then, Mahomes is going to continue to dominate and continue to dominate and continue to dominate. Um, so. Like I said, I feel bad for all the Bills fans out there. I really do. Um, as for the owner, you're only doing this to yourself. And the management team and everything, everything in Buffalo, you're doing this to yourself. And, you know, maybe eventually you'll put it together. Maybe. Unlikely, but maybe. Probably not, yeah. So, um, I have to say, though, going back to the fan comments, um, I was in a group chat with uh, some people, and I was, like, super pumped when Mahomes won. And I had one friend in particular call me like he's like he was definitely like very passionate, very upset. And he goes, I can't believe that uh, you're a Chiefs fan or you're, you're a Chiefs fan or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not saying I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I think Josh Allen's overrated. I think that the Bills team is overrated. I'm sick of hearing about him. And I prefer Mahomes. Um, I also just didn't realize. I mean, I I consume a lot of Dallas sports radio, a lot of Dallas media, and like in that media, they don't portray Mahomes as that much of a villain. Maybe he's because he's from Texas. Maybe I don't know, but he's not really portrayed as the villain he is. And then, um, you know, in Kansas City, he's not. But I do hear when I hear the radio in New England, he is a mega villain, Mahomes. They absolutely hate Mahomes. In the Boston on the Boston radio, they are I so don't even afraid. Really understand because Brady beat him in Kansas City a few times, right? And then Brady like went to Tampa Bay, retired. They, the Patriots and the and the Kansas City Chiefs have not crossed paths really since then. The Patriots fan, I will tell you, they absolutely, I'm amazed by this and I don't get it. And this is another thing back to how we started with the fan. And this is why I continue to think about sports fans in general. And I'm just so, when you think about this, is in the Boston area, they wanted a division rival, right, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They wanted a division rival. I yeah. can't even, I can't even imagine that. I would never want to see the Giants. Commanders or Eagles win that win a game. I, I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't understand why they want that. They hate the Chiefs so bad because they're so worried of maybe Mahomes passing Brady. But there's they're just not right now. It's not right now. Mahomes has two Super Bowls. You need four more to get to six. You need five more to get to seven. I mean, we're talking and a very hard feat to accomplish. So I mean, if you start getting close, like say he were to get five, okay, now you should be concerned because another one could be possible. I mean, it's hard to win a championship in professional sports. It's hard. Just ask Jerry Jones. It's really hard. Yeah, but, you just got to, you know, make a deal with the devil and then never win again. <laughs> but seriously, I, 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 can't even, I can't even wrap my head around it. And I think that's another reason why I can't stand Buffalo. It's just the circus around them. You drive around, you know, um, you drive from Boston to the central center part of Massachusetts, or you drive up to New Hampshire, or Rhode Island. When, you, when you're around this area, I see so much Bill stuff, and I've never seen it before. Never. I have literally until about, essentially until like, you know, Allen's third year, maybe, maybe Allen's fourth year. I had never seen this much Bill's merch. 
I'm in the grocery store now. I see people wearing Bill's t-shirts, Bill's jerseys, Bill's hats. Never saw that before. Where have they been? The last 20 something years, where have they been? Maybe uh, on the Patriots bandwagon. Uh, I don't get it. I honestly don't get it, but somehow they're all out of the woodwork. Now I get that they had some tough years, but I've seen other fans and other things out. Seriously. They are obsessed, absolutely obsessed, and they're, they they absolutely hate Mahomes. I don't get it, and like I agree with you, Mahomes lost to Brady, lost to uh, lost to Brady with um when Brady was in Tampa, and he lost when the Patriots that that last run there, Patriots had. So I don't get it, I really don't get it. Um, but my God, if there's a villain in the Boston market, usually I like them. If they're not, if they're not, you know, usually. Um, you know, going back to growing up, Peyton Manning was hated here. Oh man, that was fun. Um, that was, you know, when 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 there's ever a villain here, you usually if there's a villain, if they're a villain in Boston, usually they're loved everywhere else. Usually, I mean, sometimes if it's, if it's New York, I guess people probably hate them too. But seriously, it's it's interesting. Um, so congratulations to Mahomes, you are in the AFC Championship again. He is a thirteen and three in the playoffs in his career. Um. He's seriously on pace um, to be literally. He's up there. He's having unbelievable. I think he's played in the AFC Championship game every year. He's been a starter. Yeah, every year. Um, and that just goes on to how I'm so excited for this AFC Championship game. I am absolutely thrilled to pieces. So, um, with this game, I'm putting something on the line here, though. With this game, because I'm that excited. So. As you saw with, um, and if you, like I said, follow our ex, SO Hostility, follow it. As you saw with Nick's, the Black, the Blackman 9, right? So on Monday, I'm going to release the Poirier 9. Um, with that, um, I don't have a, right now, I don't have a second NFL team. Um, Cowboys, that's pretty much it. Um, I follow Bama players, like with Miami, I love Tua, I love Waddle, I have a Waddle jersey. Um, but I don't, I don't have another team. I don't, I don't have that, but, um, I started realizing something and what really made me think about this, for example, is, um, when I got, when I got married, my brother-in-law did the officiating and he said right out, he's like, you know, um, Steven's a fan of the Cowboys. Uh, he's a fan of, um, the, uh, he likes the Edmonton Oilers, fan a lot of Dallas teams and whatever. And he also, but he mentioned that I liked Miami maybe because of Tua and Waddle, not a Miami fan at all. But he goes, when I got, when he, when I got the ring to marry my wife, he goes, this will be the only ring he sees for a long time. So it got me thinking, right? Maybe I should have, you know, a AFC team, you know, maybe I really should, you know, pick one that I actually have. That is my AFC team. So what I'm going to do this AFC championship game, Baltimore versus KC, winner gets the title. I'm calling it the Wine Bowl. The Wine Bowl. Because I had this whole epiphany when drinking wine, right? And like I said, my brother-in-law got me thinking, you know, winning. Maybe it would be nice to win for a change, you know. No, it's great to follow, you know, Bama players, um, you know, in the pros and stuff. But maybe it's time that I pick an AFC team for real, get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm thinking one of these teams, maybe they'll play the Lions. Maybe we could have a little fun with it. Uh, 
Baltimore KC winner, like I said, winner of the Wine Bowl, I'm calling it, will be my AFC team. It'll go on there. It'll go on my list. And I'll actually claim an AFC team, like legitimately, no lie, winner of this game gets the title. Um, I'm completely neutral in it. Whoever it is wins it, gets the title, whoever it is. I'm happy. I can't wait. It's a 3 o'clock game, 2 o'clock Central. I'm going to sit there, enjoy it. Whatever the outcome is, they're the Wine Bowl champions and Stevens AFC team and uh, NFL 2 team. And I'll be in there with your Lions. And uh, let's hope. Let's hope whatever, you know, and then let's hope your Lions win. And then we get a Super Bowl where we can kind of go at it with each other and really, you know, battle of two teams, right? You know, separate yeah. teams. And um, yeah. Like I said, and um, so shout out to my brother-in-law for giving me the idea of being, you know, you know, just, you know, you're always in this, the loser mentality, um, you know, just always with your teams, always losing. Um, so another thing also I'm going to put on X as well that I'm going to have people vote on. So another thing with X with also with the teams is I don't have a really, I have a second NCAA team either. Um, it's been Alabama. Um, I really don't have another one. I mentioned SMU a lot. I picked them for the Blueberry Bowl, but and they're Dallas based, so I like everyone from Dallas. So, um, but I'm going to put a, a poll up um, on X on like vote for who should be my second NCAA team. Um, so I think I, I narrowed it down to some finalists, Nick. So you want to hear this list? All right, go for it. All right. So no, it's so number one on the list. We'll put we'll put the Mustangs on there. Put them on the list just because they're Dallas based. Um, you know, went to the Fenway Bowl. They're our Blueberry Bowl team. Put them on there. Uh, team number two. Okay. I did a lot of research. I did some research here to try to think what teams would actually work with me, right? So I'm thinking. There's a team in the 90s that was really good. They won three national titles in the 90s. You know who also won three championships in the 90s? The Cowboys? Yes. So I was thinking, be perfect. You know what team this is? The Nebraska Cornhuskers. We got Larry oh, from Lincoln. God. We had Larry on from La- Lincoln last week. You can't week. be on Larry's side. I can't. I can't let you. <laughs> I'm be just on Larry's thinking. Side. So that's going to put them out there for the poll. I mean, Nebraska. I, I think it's two '90s teams, two '90s dynasties. How better could you get with that? Call me Mister '90s, right? Be wonderful. It'd be absolutely wonderful. Um, so I'm putting them on the list. So, so vote for them. So it'd either be the SMU Mustangs, Nebraska Cornhuskers, and then um, I got one more that I'm thinking here. The other one, you gotta, I got the other one. I gotta put on there is Nick's favorite state. Um, your absolute favorite state. Up, oh, we gotta take a uh, break here for a second. The uh, Stars just won in overtime. They just beat the Anaheim Ducks, uh, four wow. three in overtime. Congratulations, Stars win. I love to see it. Let's go. Let's go, Dallas. Let's go. Four three win. Absolutely love it. Um, that's great. Um, so anyway, back to what I was saying. But the three teams. Last one, I got to go to the state of Ohio, your favorite state, Nick. Absolutely your favorite. The team that is landing everyone on the transfer portal um, has a stacked roster. It would be Ohio State. Um, I'll throw them up there, mainly just for the sole purpose of talking about Ohio just to bother you. Um, that's why they're on there. It'd just be a whole joke. Um, so three options. I'll put that on the poll following this podcast. So I'll probably wait till tomorrow morning maybe. Um, or tomorrow afternoon, I'll post it once people probably listen to this episode. So like I said, go vote. It's either going to be SMU Mustangs, Nebraska Cornhuskers, or the Ohio State Buckeyes. Winner of the poll, um, either comment, like, whatever you're going to do. Winner of the poll will be added to the graphic um, 
You can DM DM the Twitter, whatever you want to do. Just vote on there. Winner gets the title. Um. So, yeah. So we got that, and um. All right, let's actually look into these matchups, though. All that stuff aside, fan stuff aside. Um, who do you got in the AFC Championship game? You know, it's uh, for me. This one's a t- a tough one um, because Patrick Mahomes really just has that experience in the playoffs in these high pressure situations, but. Lamar Jackson has just been playing out of his mind this season. He's been playing MVP level quality. Um, he's really led this Ravens team, um, and I think that they they're both pretty even. And in coaching, I think you got John Harbaugh and Andy Reid going at it. That's great matchup there. Quarterbacks, um, you got Mahomes and Jackson. Both really good, both mobile quarterbacks, both cannons for arms. Both of these defenses have really kind of stepped up. I think the Ravens kind of have an edge on defense there. Um, but you know, that last week they were playing a rookie. Um, so we'll 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 see how big of a jump it is from CJ Stroud to Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs kind of edging them out here. I think they they win by a field goal um, late, and I think the Chiefs go on to uh, the Super Bowl. Is it is it the Mahomes effect? Is it just how it really is? Happens? Yeah, it's, I mean it, it. It just is, and and something I was skeptical about um, with this Chiefs team was that their receivers weren't going to produce like they were going to make drops and everything. And, you know, I watched that um, watched the Bills and Chiefs game, and it really just seemed like they came out to perform. You know, like they they were there. I mean, especially in the Dolphins wildcard round game, too. Like, they were catching the ball. Like, they were producing. They were coming through for Mahomes. and, And when Mahomes has receivers that can catch the ball, and I think that, you know, we, we were probably having the same conversation about Brady like 10 years ago. Um, then the Chiefs are going to win, right? So I think that, you know, Baltimore kind of gives them a run for their money, but the Chiefs um, edge them out at the end by three points. I think it's going to be, I think it'd be like a 27 to 30 game. It's going to be pretty high scoring, I think. I, I think it's probably going to be. Decently high score. I, I agree with you there. Um, I do think that both defenses are good, and the Chiefs' defense has been underrated, I think, all year. Um, I had them I actually had both their defenses in fantasy. So, I mean, how perfect is this for my wine bowl? Because I had both of my I was I loved both defenses all year. I thought they were great. Um, they carried me to a uh fantasy championship. Um or part of the reason they carried me. Um I mean, I could see it. I think the, the scoreline is going to be in the 20s. I think they both score 20 something. Um, you know, I could see it being like, you know, you know, 28 to, um, you know, I don't know, 28 to 24, maybe. Um, I really I don't know who's going to actually win it, though. That's that, the question to me here is um, it really, I mean, honestly, it could go honestly either way. 
Is Mahomes on? Is Lamar untouchable? Um, I'm not making a pick just because I'm calling this the wine bowl and I want to be fully neutral. So I don't want to make a pick and then I want to root for my pick. So I'm not making a pick. Um, but that being said, I would never count Mahomes out in a game. Um, I originally, way back, my Super Bowl prediction, one of the earlier episodes, I said, say, I think it's Chiefs 49ers still, um, is what I said then. Um, so that has been my ongoing pick. But, I mean, what I've seen from Baltimore has been nothing but stellar. Um, I know a lot of people are going with Baltimore in this game. Um, and the Chiefs are an underdog, a road underdog. And I got to say, for gambling purposes, I mean, to have Mahomes as an underdog, oh, man, that's that screams betting odds. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, that screams to bet on. I mean, if, if you know, if you're listening to this, you're going to put money on it. Oh man, that'd be hard not to touch. That's a hard game not to touch. Um, but like I said, I'm remaining completely neutral on this. I want good games from both of them. I'm very excited to see this game. And I do not know if there's been an AFC championship game. I have been this excited for ever. Like with both, like I said, like I literally, this, I couldn't be more excited with both teams. Like both quarterbacks are exciting. Uh, yeah. Both quarterbacks have weapons. Both defenses are fantastic. Um, it's it's great. I mean, I all around. I think this is the best game of uh, of the two. Um, and honestly, both these teams can go in the Super Bowl too. Um, yeah. And I wonder absolutely. if both these guys. I wonder if if the say the Lions win. I wonder if both these teams would be favored over the Lions. I wonder. Um, I know the Lions did beat the Chiefs in the regular season, but I wonder. I mean. For a Lions fan, I don't think the Lions want the Chiefs to win because it's a lot. It's really hard to beat the same team twice in a year. Um, so, you know, I think Lions fans are really hoping for Baltimore in this one. Um, but like I said, best game. I think I'm amazing. Uh, it's going to be called the Wine Bowl. Um, I'll also make a post for that on the X as well. So, like I said, follow us on X. Um, moving on, the next one. This is your game, Nick. This is it. This is your... You know who I want to win this game, and that's the Detroit Lions. All right? I think Kyle Shanahan is going to walk away disappointed again, like he walked away disappointed in the Super Bowl two ice, and now Detroit's going to walk into San Francisco, and they're going to walk out with that NFC Championship trophy. Look for the Lions... I think they're going to win by a uh, touchdown. I think um I think they're they might do do by two scores by 10 points. Um I think it's going to be like a 23-33 game. Um I think that I am I'm, I'm just very skeptical of the 49ers. I got to be honest with you. I know they have these weapons, right? Um you got McCaffrey. Um you got these defensive weapons with Bosa and Chase Young, but I just don't see them dominating. Like I feel like I, they should be playing, you know, like these guys almost lost to green Bay. Right. But is green they Bay only... good though? Cause I mean, green Bay destroyed Detroit not too yeah. long ago. They destroyed them. And then green Bay has been on a run. Is green Bay better than we think? I mean, they absolutely, I mean, I get the Dallas laid a goose egg. Sure. But Dallas is still a good team and they Obliterated them, obliterated them. So I'm just saying, is Green Bay good? Because I mean, if Green Bay is a good team, and San Francisco played them tough, I mean, San Francisco could come out and just absolutely destroy Detroit. I mean, if if the the thing with San Francisco is if if the the team that is like like if 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 their if their A game comes out, 
they should they should win by a touchdown over Detroit. But what team are you going to get with them? Because they're so inconsistent. If you want another team we're talking about that's overrated all these years, you got to talk about San Francisco because it's another team with amazing expectations. If this year they don't make the Super Bowl, there's something wrong. Like there is something wrong if they don't make the Super Bowl this year. They have too much talent. They are absolutely, yeah, absolutely. loaded. It just and I hope that after Detroit wins, right? Al Shanahan gets absolutely canned. Just fire him. Um, make sure that he doesn't coach in the NFL again. Um, he just can't. I don't. I don't think he can manage a game either. Like he's got this great offensive mind, and then he just overthinks it constantly. I remember when um, Kansas City and the 49ers were playing in the Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan just managed to overthink himself again by not running the ball when he has a lead and not taking the points when he needed them. And Kansas City was able to crawl back and win that game. And I just remember feeling so vindicated, you know, that Kyle Shanahan was the problem, is the problem, continues to be the problem. And I guess if the 49ers never really want to win a Super Bowl, then they should just continue to have uh, Kyle Shanahan as their coach. <laughs> you hate Shanahan, man. You just won't get over that Super Bowl, no, man. I never will. <laughs> Not even once. There's like, <laughs> there was some devastating losses that UGA had to Alabama. And national championship games, I'm never gonna get over that Falcons Super Bowl. I never will. So, so the the Tua comeback comes back hurt less than I. I mean, I guess. I mean, you it literally you had the Super Bowl, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were up big time. I mean, that seemed like it was a foregone conclusion. So that's yeah, I see why that hurts because like. You literally could taste a Super Bowl. I mean, pretty much, you actually felt it for a, a, a short time. Yeah, there was like a time where you literally felt you had won the Super Bowl. Yep. Which and then they lose that, which is that's yeah, I hear you. That's that's a bad mm -hmm. one. That was a tough loss. It was tough. Um, it just what what hurts though more for you though was just being around New England and just being yes. around Patriots fans, which is just because Barstool sold these flags. That was on one side, 28 to 3, and then the on the other side, it was what it was like 31, 28. Right? No, they 28. were everywhere in college. Yeah, 33, 28, 34, 28. But math doesn't matter. What matters is my feelings were hurt. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was that was terrible. Like I had to deal with that and then I had a, still had another year in college, and I was kind of ashamed to be a Falcons fan at that point. Um, you know, I think that that our school was kind of di diverse enough, though, where it wasn't really like it wasn't heavily concentrated on Patriot fans. There's still a good amount of them, but a lot of a lot of New Yorkers went. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of New Yorkers. A lot of people knew from New Jersey. Um, don't you worry. There was some cheese. There was some cheese there. Was there. Some cheese. Um, there's some Cowboys fans. Not it's kind of like the first time I'd kind of been around people that liked Dallas. Um, you know, outside of like, you know, I, you know, it, you know. I remember like I remember. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, but like I remember the first time I went to Texas, 
you know, first time I stepped foot and everybody, you know, most for the most part, all liked the Cowboys. I mean, there were some Texans, you know, fans, depending on where you yeah. are in Texas, but um, for the most part, everyone liked the Cowboys. And it was just amazing just to be there and be surrounded by it. It was absolutely an amazing feeling. And then, but like I said, and in college, it was great too, because you get people from all over. So even if you go to a, you know, a school near Boston or in Boston or wherever you are, usually you get all walks of life. So you get different fans, people like different teams. Um, honestly, you see so many different fans. So that's kind of cool about college. So where we were, you kind of were protected a little bit, but my goodness, the, the closer you get to Boston, the worse it would get for you. Yep. So Absolutely. Um, my prediction in this game is I think San Francisco wins. I'm not saying I want San Francisco to win. I'm just thinking, I just think San Francisco gets it done. Um, I think it, I mean, it, it's all contingent on how Purdy plays, I think. And I think Purdy is a good quarterback. And I think when he's on, he's on. Um, and by good, I mean, he's, he's got things around him that are making him good. I think a lot of quarterbacks could succeed in this offense, but I do think he's a good quarterback. And I think he deserves some credit. Um, I think it's, um, I would say San Francisco wins like 34 to 28, I think. Um, like I think it's going to be close. I definitely think Detroit's going to keep it close, but something just tells me they're, the magic's going to run out. Um, San Francisco is super talented. They have all the numbers on their side, just like the way they've been playing. Like every single time I see something thrown through social media, it just says they have this stat and this stat and this stat. And you just see them and they just seem like a really complete team. I mean, yep. it's just so I think San Francisco wins as a fan, though. And what I would like to see is the underdog story be kind of good. Let's see, let's see the Lions in there. And then you and I could have some for the next two weeks, battle it out. Who's going to win? It'd be kind of fun. Not going to lie. That'd be yeah. fun. No, I think um, that would be real fun. Uh, I am going to say this too on air. Whatever team wins the AFC Championship game, I am buying the jersey. I will buy that team's jersey. I'll buy that team's quarterback's jersey. And I'm going to have a little, you know, I'll keep that on yeah, the Twitter buy as well. It, take a picture, put it up on X. I'll put it up on X. I'm telling you. Twitter. So whatever team, when it wins the AFC Championship, the Wine Bowl, whatever team, whatever quarterback's victorious, I'll buy that jersey. I will have it within a couple days. I'm going to get the, you know, as fast shipping as I can on Fanatics or wherever I buy it on the team website. I'll get it as fast as I can. I'll get it delivered right to um, right to my house. Boom. And I'll have it for the Super Bowl. I'll be in it. I'll, I'll get a hat too, maybe. Um, you know, I'll have it all fully going for the Wine Bowl. And let's hope. Mm -hmm. Like I said, let's hope it's Detroit so you can have your Detroit betting. You know, maybe we could do like a live stream or something so you get you're in your like Detroit, you know, comforter, you know, and I'm over here and oh, yep. whatever jersey I get. So um, I'm fully I'm, I'm going to be surprised and happy with everyone I get. And um, it'll be great. And hopefully, you know, we're saying, you know, Detroit versus either Kansas City or Baltimore. Um, turning our attention away from the NFL. um. And it's sad though, the NFL season's ending soon. Yeah. We got like we got like two weeks left, man. The sunset is beautiful, but eventually the night comes. Yeah. And it's it's gonna be it's it's a long road now. And in and going forward on this podcast, I mean, you know, we'll talk like bits and pieces about stuff and they'll have the draft and it'll be kind of fun, I guess. And but for the most part after that it's gonna be a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey talk, a lot of NBA, and um so we'll mix in some soccer. Um but I wanted to break. There's a big story that happened 
uh, in the NHL this week. Um, and I want to talk about it. So it concerns the, the 2018 Can- Canada World Junior Hockey Team. So I want to just go through the timeline of stuff that's been happening. Um, but first, let, let's get into what is said to have happened. So there was said to be an incident. So um, for those of you who don't know, every single year there's the World Junior Championship. Um, so it's the juniors every year they do a junior championship. So Canada's in it, United States is in it, uh, Finland, Sweden, Russia used to be in it prior to, um, the war in Ukraine. I still think they're banned, but Russia's usually in it. Um, so a bunch of European teams. So every single year they have this competition. It's juniors. Usually it's, they have a current class that comes in every year. So usually it's a new crop. Some guys playing it a couple years in a row, but usually the roster kind of turns over every year. It's like the next, next group every year. Um, so it's, it's fun to watch. Um, usually it takes place around Christmas time. It's good. And Canada, it's huge. It's like their college football season, their national title. It's like the biggest thing in Canada. Um, so in 2018, they had an amazing team. They had a, fantastic roster um and they they won the whole thing in 2018 um unfortunately there was an incident um that happened in 2018 i um so a woman came forward i guess um one of the members on the team supposedly this is all what was alleged so far this is what has come out from the 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 newspaper so i'm not saying this is what happened i don't have any insider knowledge i'm just saying what has been reported so what's been reported is there was a member on that team um they went to a bar, um, met a young lady. Um, they had some drinks. They got uh, supposedly, um, I don't know if they both got intoxicated or she got intoxicated, but they went back to his hotel room, the player's hotel room. Um, and then she was assaulted by this player. And then supposedly after she was sexually assaulted by this player, she was then assaulted by, I think she said eight other players on that team. Um it's really unfortunate, really sad. Um, you, you, you know, you feel really bad for the victim in the situation. You never want to see that happen. Um, so that's what happened to her. That's awful. Um, so supposedly there was listed as eight players. Um, through the investigation, it seems like maybe there was five. Um, not sure. Maybe they found five definitely happened and they don't know about the other three. Not sure. But supposedly the rumor that the, not, the news that has come out is after an investigation that has taken place, five players are going to be charged in this. Uh, we don't know who the first player was that brought it back, and we don't know who the other five is, and we don't know if three more are coming. So we heard originally it was eight. As of right now, it seems to be five. We don't know if that will change. But this is how the news went, and this is what's interesting about the NHL and what's going on. So on January 21st, Dylan Duby of the Calgary Flames was granted a leave of absence citing mental health. Okay. This is the 21st of January. Then on the 23rd of January, Carter, Connor, Carter Hart is granted a leave of absence by the Flyers citing personal reasons. And then GM uh, Danny Breer comes out and says he hasn't been in touch with players or representation. He's just given personal reasons. That's the 23rd. Then the media has got started talking because both these guys were were members of um, the two thousand the twenty eighteen Canada World Junior Team, so people are starting to say that's interesting. They're both on the same team. Um, then on the twenty fourth, 
Uh, the Globe publishes an article on the uh, London police is asking. So this occurred in London, Ontario. So the London police are asking for five members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Team to surrender and face charges. So that's where we get the five from. They're asked to come back to London, Ontario to face charges. After that, on the same day on January 24th, um, so this would have been yesterday, uh, Alex Formentin uh, granted leave of absence from his Swiss club. He was playing over in the Swiss League, Ambry uh, Piotta. He's giving uh, a leave of absence, and he was told he was currently en route back to Canada. Then also on the same day, Michael McLeod and Cal Foote of the D- uh, New Jersey Devils were also granted um, a leave of absence. No reason was given. So that seems to be the five players. Um, some big names on that list. Um, Michael McLeod's having a real, was having a good season in New Jersey, um, and Carter Hart is a big name in goal. He's he's supposed to, he was supposed to be one of the bigger names. Um, we don't know. It hasn't been confirmed. It's them. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's them, that these are the five guys we don't officially know. It seems very likely that it is. Um, but wow, what a story for the NHL right now. Yeah. Not a, not um, a good look, not no. a good look, especially after what happened in Chicago. This is not a good look for the league. Um, it seems like the league did their own investigation, but they kind of were waiting for the police. I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on with it. I, the more you read into the story, it looks more like they tried to cover it up. They looked like there was trying to be some kind of settlement of some kind that didn't work. And then sponsors pulled out and then they did. It looks like overall kind of a mess. Um, and these names are, and then if you go on the rest of that 2018 roster, no one else's name has kind of been brought up. I mean, some players have claimed they weren't in London, Ontario for this. I guess there was a, a gala that happened. There was like a golf tournament in London, Ontario. Yeah. Some players didn't go to it. Um, so there's some people who are kind of ruled out automatically, but, uh, it's just interesting. Um, and it just is sad. It just, I mean, no, it really is. It's, it, it really, it's just an unfortunate situation more than unfortunate. It's, I think it's disgusting, um, that, you know, athletes, um, have taken advantage of their position of being, you know, like a celebrity and they have done this to women. Um, I mean, it's, this is, this is a story as old as time itself of, um, you know, athletes assaulting women. It, it, it's, I just, the NHL really needs to figure it out too. Um, it seems like something big happens every few years. Well, I mean, this year's been insane, though. I mean, because you have yeah. literally the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. It was like a, like a year ago, and then or and then it's like news continues to come out with the whole Blackhawks situation. Um, and then you had the whole Corey Perry thing, which we don't know what happened there. We just know his contract was terminated. We don't know. There was a lot of rumors coming out of Chicago. Chicago seemed to be a complete mess. And then this, which this isn't really the NHL; it's more Team Canada. But a lot of these guys are in the league. So, I mean, it's just right. a and really bad look. I, I then, mean, it's not like the NHL probably didn't do their due diligence on them, right? I mean, every team has to do their own investigations on, like, what each player has for dirt or something like that. I mean, you can't tell me that doesn't happen across the board for every sport. Like, that's – everyone does their own research. So, these teams I mean, came to a conclusion that this happened and it wasn't a big deal. 
and this is huge. This is just you got to feel for the, the victim in this situation too, yeah. and what it's taken her to come forward. Right? This is just no. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm always grateful when someone is brave enough to speak up on these things because it could potentially ruin their life um, depending on how people react because we all know there's a court of public opinion uh, and people could come after her and give her death threats. Well, that's like the that. thing with like, we talked about with fans again, right? Cause like when you really like a certain player, these people will back him to the end and they're just yeah. not going to admit they were wrong. Right. They just don't want to believe it happened. Like when your favorite person does something absolutely like you get, you look back at like Michael Vick. He yeah. did something pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there are second chances and some people you get second chances, but there's some people who just backed them through all of it. And it, it is what it is. Right. That's what, that's what we talk about with fans, with the irrational and the whole thing of this whole episode of this podcast is like with the fans. And unfortunately that's exactly what's going to happen. This, this poor one, you know, it's just what happened to her, you know, now, you know, eventually the name will be released. Eventually, you know, it's going to, you know, people are going to know. And it just, you feel for it. You feel because not only did, you know, a really bad thing happen, but now it just, you feel so bad for them. You feel so bad. Yeah. For them. And, yeah, um, and I hope that she really gets the help that she needs. Not only that these people are brought to justice, but that she's able to heal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and somehow move on with her life as well. Uh, because that's it's really just devastating to to you as a human for to go through that to yeah. experience that and have to suffer through that most definitely um you know and then as for these players talk about throwing away a career just, yeah you yeah, just absolutely. threw it away i and, mean and they're young too it's not like they're they're old they're like, I mean, not that they're like 25. Anymore, I mean, some of them are like 25, 24. It's like, what are you doing? They're going to be working at a fast food place in the middle of uh, Nebraska. I mean, depending on depending on the laws of Ontario, I mean, they could, they could be behind bars. I mean, right, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not particularly too sure about, you know, the sentencing and stuff up, you know, north of the border, but it seems likely that there's possible jail time coming down. And and I think what's going to happen is I think one of these persons is going to end up being the fall guy, right? I think a lot of what's going to happen is one guy's going to definitely take the bigger hit. And then the other guys probably will have lesser ones. Cause it seems like the, whoever the was the one who brought the girl back, you know, seems like probably will get the bigger yeah. sentence. And then it seems like everyone after that's going to kind of follow, um, you know, we'll also also, they've also been very vague on, too, you know, as... they've been very vague on like what exactly happened. Right. Because I mean, the word, you know, like they said sexual assault. So we don't know like the extent of what happened either. So I think like a sentence and definitely punishment is going to vary. Like, you know, so we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot that's going to come out from this. I, I think I saw that maybe February 5th, London police is going to make a public statement. Um, it seems kind of far, not going to lie. That seems yeah. like yeah. kind of a long ways away to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess look, look, it's again, these guys all had to, you know, these well, likely if it is these players, you know, it says they got to go turn themselves in, you know, they'll probably be charged. They got to get, you know, they got to get defense counsel. Uh, they probably already have it. I mean, if they probably, they probably knew this was coming to be honest. Yeah. Um, that's why everyone took their leave of absences or yeah. whatever. You know, um, they were definitely given a heads up. There's no doubt in my mind 
Um, this is way too big of a coincidence for all these people to get these leave of absences and then the announcement happens, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, um. it's it, justice is coming for them, and I hope that they get their ass kicked. Hmm. It, um, yeah, seriously. I mean, like I said, it's been, it seems to be like this happens with athletes and sometimes it seems to happen. I mean, maybe it just happens because they're under the microscope too. You know I mean? But it just, this happens and it's horrible. And you, like I said, you feel for the victims and, you know, and honestly, like, yeah. So big news, like I said, out of the NHL, uh, I think we don't need much more to cover this. We kind of beat this. Um, but uh, definitely more will come out. And like I said, I wonder if there's more people. I wonder if that's yeah. why they're waiting to the fifth. I wonder if there's going to come out with three more. Like they, they did the first five and then the three. They're more. probably just trying to hammer everything out. They usually don't like go after people unless they have definitive evidence. You know, yeah. Like I mean, you, you know, know they, you only get one chance to really go make an arrest and make a convention conviction. You uh, know, like I, I would just say, like you know, to charge and you know, you need like in, at least the United States need probable cause. So we'll see how Canada is. I mean, Canada's also under. You know, they have a similar legal system that we, that the United States has. So, like, we'll see. Um, and it, it's definitely a story that's, you know, to monitor, to follow. Um, and, you know, you know, yeah. we can only, you know, we can only hope for a, a positive outcome out of this. But it's a pretty negative situation. So, um, um, you know, moving on to the rest of the league, rest of the NHL, um, the the Bruins were cruising. Um, I actually got a chance to go to the Bruins game. Actually, last night they lost uh, three to two to Carolina. Uh, Carolina built a two. They were up two nothing. They Bruins came back in the third period, uh, and then Carolina won it at the end. So it's a thrilling game to go to, especially for a neutral perspective. It was a fun game. Because mm -hmm. um, the rest of the league, so like the Bruins are in the top of the Atlantic. The Rangers in the top of the Metro, kind of like we talked about. Uh, last week, you go to the Western Conference. The Jets are in the top of the Central. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the Stars won today. Way to go. Canucks are still in the head of the Pacific Division, but the Oilers are cooking. Oilers are on now. Uh, right now, they're up on um, Chicago. They're one nothing on Chicago. They've won 14 straight. So, countdown now to 17. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be excited to witness history. You know, I'm any type of record like that getting broken is, is something to witness for sure, whether you like the team or not. And luckily I'm neutral when it comes to the Oilers. So. <laughs> uh, you know, um, boy, I love the, you know, it's the, the Oilers, man. I, fucking, I love them. Um, I'll, I'll do a story time on why. I mean, Edmonton is the, the Texas of Canada, right? I mean, that's that's the real reason. Like, is um, growing up, I liked a player. Um, I liked uh, Sergey Samsonov, and uh, he was traded from the Bruins uh, to the Oilers, and he was one of my favorite players at the time. Uh, and then they went on a run to the Stanley Cup final, and it was it was fantastic to watch it. Friggin', I fell in love. I thought the uniforms were sick, and I've been following them ever since. And it's honestly been a uh, like I said. You like teams that used to be good that aren't good anymore. <laughs> um, and really, it's been a long, you know, long road with them. A lot of draft lotteries, um, you know, before McDavid yeah. was pretty dark. And like I said, right now, the, the start of this season was real. If we had started this podcast earlier, man, I would have been, I would have had a really long rant about Edmonton um, 
you know, just being awful. They had a horrible start. Like right around Thanksgiving, they were one of the worst teams in the league. Like they lost to San Jose when they fired their coach. It was pretty bad. It was really bad. Their turnaround's been fun to watch. It's definitely not sustainable. Um, you know, I, I gotta say that what really sucks about getting older is when you're younger, you can stay up so late and watch games so late. Yeah. Like you can watch it at 10 30 puck drop or a 10 o'clock puck drop or whatever, you know, or tip off with basketball. You can watch it no problem. Um, now, like I said, I, I got to wake up at like 5 a.m. every day. It's hard. Um, and like I said, with the sports media, it's, it's you know, it's easier with the stars and the stars got a really good team and that's fun. And I'm hoping they're going to, you know, they're going to run too. They, like I said, they won tonight. Ottinger's back. Heskinen's back. I, I just can't wait. I'm going to do a lot of stuff with this to stars team. We'll talk about it and with their games and stuff, but they're fun, man. It's, um, I think I'd be really pumped to see like an Edmonton uh Dallas Western final. That'd be freaking phenomenal. That'd be absolutely great. Both teams. Oh man. Um, so that's kind of it. What's going on in the NHL? Um so and uh you know, quickly we'll quickly get into the NBA. Um cover the Mavericks a little bit here. Um I what I wanted to talk about is just on so on Monday. The Celtics played the Mavericks. Um, usually I watch with the Mavericks broadcast, but I just wanted to watch on cable for once instead of streaming. So I watched the Celtics broadcast and I just could not believe how arrogant they are. They, they're they talking about how many Celtics fans are in the building, um, how great they are. They pretty much were just making fun of Luka the entire game. Um, they're like, oh, he changed his shoes. He took off his headband. It's just honestly... Um, Completely nauseating. Uh, the Mavericks aren't doing so hot. They lost by nine to the Celtics, and then they lost by a good margin to the Suns. They're struggling. Uh, they're currently sitting at, let's see, they're sitting at eighth in the West. Um, you know. And, and my Hawks aren't doing much better. Yeah, so we're not, not the best uh, NBA season for us right now, huh? Nope. So I, mean, I really much- think that both of our teams need to blow it up, except for kind of our stars, you know, so kind um, of in that real mediocre type of area. That's the problem changes. is like the worst thing you want to be. Um, Looks like Edmonton just scored again, by the way, so they should go up to two nothing on Chicago. Um, But the, like the thing about where both our teams are sitting is when you're in the middle, Right, it's so hard to draft because that yeah. middle portion of the draft is just so tough. Like you either have to really just be awful, like you have to like really tank, or you just have to be perennially good. And like it's just, it's tough when you're because you can be in that middle that like the the wasteland for a very long time. And it seems like, obviously the stars. I mean, obviously the Mavericks need to build around Luca. Um, it's exciting to see that Kyrie is finally like seems settled. I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much because it's Kyrie, but he seems at least settled and happy in Dallas. But like, like I said, you're having the same thing with the Hawks. It's just they're in that middle spot, and I don't know where they're gonna go. I, right. I really it it seems like they're gonna just stay in the middle, and seems like maybe a first round exit for both of us. Um. Yeah, I mean, if the Hawks make the playoffs, they're sitting at that ten spot, which is, I believe, the last play in spot. So they could easily slip to eleven. I mean, the the Nets are only a one game difference, half a game difference between them uh and the raptors are right there too two games back so that that could change for sure um but 
you know, I mean, you make it in the playoffs, you make it. That's where the magic happens, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the NBA um, playoffs, though, I feel like it's usually so predictable. I feel like it goes chalk so much. Yeah. I feel like you just don't get the big upsets. Like the NFL, you'll get a big upset every once in a while. And it's also different because it's one game. I um, mean, hockey, you get upsets. Like you could get a one seed lose. Like it happens. I mean, yeah, the Bruins lost last year. So, yeah, I mean, that was, that was epic. I mean, you got, um, I remember like the 2020 season, like the, that tournament they did in lockdown. I mean, the Stars went on a run, which is fun. That was amazing. Stars went on a great run. But you had like Edmonton, who <laughs> lost to a really bad Chicago team. So it's like, I don't know, it's, it feels like with other sports, you get more parity in the NBA. It's just however the regular season is, how it pans out. And, you know, I think sometimes like the extended playoffs too can kind of be, I like how baseball used to be where it was just the top four. Yeah. You know, so. It's whoever but, won the division. Yeah. Whoever you win the division, you make the, you know, the um, NLCS or ALCS and then, you know, top four. That's kind of cool because then the regular season really matters. Um, you know, another spot where regular season really matters. If you look over at like European soccer, it's like, like your championship, there is no playoffs. It's like where you finish in the table. So yeah. like you have to have a regular season. Your championship is literally the regular season. There is no playoffs. And depending on where you place, you have a chance to make like the champions league or Europa league or whatever. So completely different system. Um, but yeah, um, it's getting late, kind of rounding off our show. Um, as I mentioned, European soccer, big shout out to West Ham. They got, um, Calvin Phillips, uh, from Manchester city. They got him on loan with an option to buy. That's huge. Um, we are in near the end of January. So that transfer window is coming up. So, um, so we got a lot of, there could be a lot of news coming. Um, we will be doing more of a segment. Like I said, we've been on this podcast, more soccer once, once football's over, like we'll, you know, you kind of get to that time where it's, dog days of hockey and basketball, and then you get a little bit of soccer mixed in there. So we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Yeah, definitely. Thank you all for listening, for staying with us through these six episodes. We're all always learning and always improving. I think I think we've gotten better since our first episode, and I think when we look back, when we're on our like 100th episode, maybe, um that we'll say you know how how were we doing this uh back then so yeah thanks for listening guys uh really appreciate it and uh have a good night once again follow us on x so hostility and uh be be ready for the uh ncaa ncaa um career mode and follow and try to vote like i said on the college teams um and forever i i know uh, Nick's gonna be more active on there as well. We're gonna try to get some some tweets out, um, or X's are out. I guess you could call them now out during games and stuff like that. So, like I said, follow us there. If you ever want to reach uh, reach out to us, please reach out, DM us there. Um, our fan over in uh, Belgium, you've listened to every single episode. I want to shout, give you a shout out. Um, Russell's Belgium uh, listeners listen to every single episode, so shout out to him, uh, him or her, whoever out there uh thank you for listening if you uh dm us on um x you know maybe give us something you want to give us something to talk about maybe you want us to talk about uh some belgian sports or something maybe a soccer something out there just let us know we'll, we'll try to research it and try to talk about it a little briefly little shout out to you so thank you and um have a wonderful uh wonderful weekend and let's enjoy some football
Yeah. All right. Good night, guys. Good night.